What, 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 what is up, Welcome back to the thrift shop. Today we got a special on Aggressively Okay podcast. I am your host, Joseph Salamone. I am joined by uh, my co-host, uh, Chicago Six. <laughs> Chicago Six? Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, my name's Adam Sidorius. And uh, Joey, I know you've been uh, in the basement for the past week, uh, ever since you watched WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um but I gotta tell you, buddy, the Oscar nominations came out today. Oh shit! I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I regret to inform you that they took the Chicago Seven literally all seven nominations. Like it's in seven different uh, slots. For oh each. wow! So they nominated seven. So there's ten movies nominated for Best Picture, but seven of them are the same movie. Yeah, and okay. the only other one is um, the only other one is like. I don't know, what's an obscure movie from last year? They're big fans of, uh, um, the, what's the movie where the car flips upside down? Tenet? No, the one with, uh, the, but it was about, like, JFK or something. The Manchuriate or something like that. I have no idea what you're talking Chap-a-quitic. about. Chappaquiddick. That's what they were, they nominated Chappaquiddick. Oh, I was going off, like, 2020 movies. You, you were going back to, like, 2018 Oh uh, man, they're desperate for nominees this year. It's like that, um, all those memes that happened after uh, Moonlight stole La La Land's award, and it's like I can't believe Space Jam won Best Picture. <laughs> Did uh, is that your opinion that uh, it stole La La Land's award? No, no, I, I didn't, I didn't mean that literally. I just meant like the, you know, Moonlight kind of deserved it, even though I, La La Land was my favorite movie of that year. Yeah, we're both, I mean, I think Adam and I are both pretty public La La Land stands, so. Although it's, that, um, I feel like we use that, this term a lot, but like, um, my favorite movie of the year isn't necessarily the best movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and while, so like, that's, I think that's, there's no perfect, more perfect example than La La Land and Moonlight. Like, I, La La Land is my favorite, but I pretty much concede that Moonlight is a better movie. I actually think that La La Land's a better movie, but we don't need to get into that now. Well, I mean, you, you only did see 20 minutes of Moonlight. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, for the, for what I was awake for, it seemed pretty good. <laughs> what are you, a regular Zach Perry during Sound of the Hedgehog? Yeah, I'm Zach Perry. Um, I, I am a fearless man, apparently, so. <laughs> Zach, if you're listening, stay home. Um. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, so um, just for clarification for the listeners, we will be going through somewhat of the major nominees, not necessarily all the nominees, because if you're listening to this pod, you've probably already read up on it. You don't need us to recite every single thing. Like, you don't need us to look and tell you about a documentary short subject, you know? Like, so I just wanted to kind of like lean it down and talk about the, the heavy hitters, so to speak. And uh, we're going to start at the top with best picture and kind of work our way down. Um, and we're going to, we can give our predictions for what we think will win, but it's not our, we're not going to like officially write them in tonight. Um, I think mm-hmm. we're going to save that for a little bit closer. So me and Jill can actually compete. Like it's actually like a fair um, prediction. And then whoever wins or mm-hmm. loses that, uh, we'll get into the later on a later date, but there will be f- some pretty fun punishments 
that we have planned for whatever. And I'm also I'm not allowed to change my vote in mid pod because Adam picked something better than I did. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to say um, whenever we do that episode, um, I, I think I mentally had a rule. Uh, I thought of it like a few days ago. I was like, I think a Joseph has to go first every. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a fair rule. Because you know I won't copy off you. Yeah, but I will. Yeah. So <laughs> I. <laughs> Joey's like that kid in class that's like looking over your shoulder while you're mm-hmm. taking a test. You're like I wasn't cheating. I was just like looking at the time. <laughs> I was looking at the clock. I just wanted to make sure we had the same answer, man. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> so um. Without further ado, let's get into best picture. Um, also just in random order, um, The Father, Minari, Nomadland, Judas and the Black Messiah, Sound of Metal, The Trial of Chicago Seven, <sighs> Promising Young Woman, and Mank. And uh, Joey, you had the chance to look at these earlier. Uh, initial reactions. How do you feel about the best picture lineup this year? The my initial reaction was I was like oh all right and then I when I got out of for work I checked and I kind of f- was uh I think that this year is this kind of goes for all the noms uh, not to spoil what I think of the rest of the nominations I think there's some very egregious snubs but I think all in all it's a pretty solid year I think it could have been significantly worse I mean we're not looking at little hours we're not looking at or not little hours is that what it's called the little things um yeah I was I was gonna say that uh no Jared Leto thankfully no Jared Leto no hillbilly elegy no well, no time or no uh well there's one hillbilly elegy but there's a few there's a what was the music music's not nominated um <laughs> yeah I well what would that even been nominated for um greatest movie of all time probably i still i i like that we are uh how many months into the year three months into the year i still have no idea what music is or what it's about or anything i know the controversy but that's all I, I know about it i know yeah i know it's controversial and i know that it's a musical and leslie adam jr is in it i did not know that um and i'm so sorry to him because he <laughs> he deserves good things but yikes mm-hmm. um yeah, I kind of had a similar um, thing. I woke up at 8 a.m. to like, I, I, at first I was going to go back to sleep, but I was like, oh, the Oscar noms are probably out. So I just like walked onto the YouTube live stream. And uh, yeah, I, I was really happy with these. Um, granted, we got Chicago 7 and The Father, two movies uh, notoriously that I'm not too hot on. But mm-hmm. you know what? If we have to have a little bit of Oscar bait for the sake of getting Sound of Metal in there, uh, even Minari or Juice and Black Messiah, like you know what? Cool, cool. Mm. I'm cool with it. Mm. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I mean, I the father's kind of a boy. I really don't know why the they. There's nothing. The father. I mean, no disrespect to the father because it's a fine film, but like the father, the only thing really worth nominating in the father is the um is the performance uh. So I I think the father is probably the weakest of the of the eight movies nominated, um, and then I'd probably Chicago Seven next, and then the rest of them are all pretty great. Yeah, I was gonna say I I, I guess I should rank them. Um, I would probably go Sound of Metal, Minari, Judas, Nomadland, Promising a Woman, uh, Mank, Chicago Seven, or no, um, the father, and then Chicago Seven. Um, but I'd say six out of the eight are really good to fantastic movies. And that's 
kind of really cool to me. It kind of reminds me of the 2017 year where we got like mm-hmm. Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Get Out. Um, blanking on the other ones, but you know, three billboards. Um, but then you had the Darkest Hour in there too, that kind of like <laughs> dampened your enthusiasm a bit, you know. I think that was Lady Bird's year, right? Too. Yeah, Lady Bird. That was a big one that year for sure. Um, Call Me by Your Name, also mm-hmm. I remember. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, that was a really good year in mm-hmm. retrospect. Um, yeah, great yeah. year. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's what I um I commented uh, on a post about it today. And I was like, yeah, this this is gonna be giving me like major 2017 vibes. Um, and I know the circumstances are like way different, obviously, but um for all the controversy of like oh what like what can they even nominate in a pandemic year mm-hmm. yeah they did pretty good yeah um i i will say there are some surprise snubs um and again i want to clarify when i say snubs this isn't even like a personal thing i don't care if these movies get nominated or not personally um i'm just saying like stuff that i predicted would get in or even had a shot and they just missed the cut completely um one of which being one night in miami completely opposite from best picture um mm-hmm. we were talking about that uh late last year and we really were confident that they'll be a heavy hitter at the oscars and didn't get the best picture nomination mm-hmm. yeah and it's i think it's it goes to show i don't know who said but somebody said this about a star is born uh, the year that it came out uh, was stars born nominated for best picture it was yeah uh well it, i think somebody said that was like the worst thing a movie can be uh it, once an Oscar is a is the first Best Picture frontrunner because then it will never get nominated and I think that's kind of maybe that I think because One Night Miami just had such a was I think was one of the first ones to have a lot of like Oscar buzz around it, it was One Night in Miami with uh, Regina King and with the performances and I think I think we I mean we don't see uh, Defy Bloods is noticeably missing which was probably the first movie of the year that had a lot of like oscar push behind it um yeah i think that really applies to defy bloods like yeah heavily. defy bloods is, is almost completely shut out here um yeah it makes you wonder like if netflix just completely fumbled that award strategy because if you maybe released defy bloods in like november or even october mm-hmm. you probably could have got delroy i mean we'll talk about delroy definitely later yeah. but um you know yeah you you could have gotten him in there I mean, but they got Mank in. And I like. I mean, sorry, Johan, I like Mank, but. <laughs> and um, I think, you know, I mean, Adam, uh, Adam and I. Uh, well, Adam was really uh, was uh, he was very vocal last night about his one hope and dream, and it did come true. Um. Oh yeah, sound of metal. Um. Yeah, I I gotta say, as soon as that happened on the live stream today, I was like, I, I really did like a fist bump in the air. I was like, yes, <laughs> like I. I can't believe I manifested it, man. I, I put it on in public. And, I uh, saw that it. I saw. I got the text that Adam. Adam text. I didn't see the, them live. Adam texted me, "Let's fucking go." That Sound of Metal got nominated, and I just looked at my phone and I was like, "The son of a bitch did it." Like I was like, <laughs> "He did it." <laughs> um, another one that I thought. Yeah, I don't mean to move on too quick from that, but like that. Mm-hmm. That's extraordinary, and I'm so happy for that movie. That's a. Excellent that's one. Film. It doesn't feel like a Best Picture nominee. Same with Promising Young Woman. That's another one that doesn't feel yeah, like Yeah, Promising Young Woman and Sound of Metal are almost, like, too good to be... You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, too high quality of a film to be nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, Promising... Even more than Sound of Metal, even. Like, Promising mm-hmm. Young Woman doesn't feel like a traditional Best Picture yeah, nominee. such a divisive... I mean, not divisive, but such a, a bold film. Such... There's... I can't imagine... 
do you think it was a, I mean not to get cynical but do you think it was a political thing because I can't imagine a bunch of old white dudes watching that movie and being like oh I loved this you know I well it makes you wonder if it if that um when was the year that they they opened the gates a little bit they were like they, they had a lot of like new new people in there um, uh, it was either 20 it was it was after I think it was 2016 or 2015 because it was the it was the year that the Oscar they did it after Oscar so white right yeah, it makes you wonder if that really was significant, and that's why we're getting all these mm-hmm. cool nominations here lately. Because, like, if, for example, if, like, Phantom Thread came out in 2013 or Get Out came out in 2013, you would not have gotten that yeah. nominated for Best <laughs> um, So, um, but, yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think those are the two highlights for me. Um, I, I kind of did think after a while Promising Young Woman was pretty locked in there. But it was still nice to confirm it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's nice um, to just see it be real. Like, Bo Burnham is in a Best Picture nominee. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But now that, I mean, as a Bo fan, is that pretty surreal for you? If you told me in 20, if you told me in, like, 20, when did, my peak Bo Burnham fandom was probably, I was probably either 13, 14, or 15. So if you told me back then that he would be in an Oscar contender, I don't think I would have been like upset. I would have been like, no man, he's got to stay underground, man. But being a being a, 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 an older gentleman, I'm ha- I'm very happy to see that he's gone on to bigger and better things. I hope. I mean, maybe he'll. Uh, do you think he'll ever do stand up again, or do you think he's done? I think. When's the last time he did stand up? 2018 with. Um... Yeah. Or, no. 2016 or seven or 2015 or 16 with uh, Make Happy. Oh, it was 2016. That's right. Because I remember it was yeah. the same weekend that Nice Guys came out. I remember. It, how, oh my God! I can't believe you know. And it was the same weekend that Popstar came out. Oh, Popstar. No, that's right. I got it mixed up because like those are two of the highs of 20, summer 2016. You're yeah, right. It was Popstar weekend. Yeah. I have a very vivid memory. I went to go see. I snuck in the Popstar and the uh, usher tried to kick me. In. And then the manager of the theater was like, just let him into the movie. And then I stayed up till three in the morning to watch uh, Make Happy. And I cried and everybody else I was watching it with didn't. So it was very uncomfortable for me. Yeah, I I, I mean, Make Happy, I think this is like his master class of like stand up. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really cool to see him in a best. And he's also amazing yeah, yeah. in the movie. I think he's only a- getting better. Yeah, he's excellent in the film. Genuinely very good. I, I think his character, what they do with his character is brilliant, too. The... They, I think that there's there's a case to be made that he could have maybe got a best supporting actor nom. Um, but then again, I the, think it's pretty slight this supporting year. Supporting actor is so stacked though this year. I think yeah. maybe another year he could have done it. Like I think, may, yeah, it's just supporting actor is one of like the really cutthroat ones. But there's people. There's one performance in particular that I would swap out with uh, Chicago or I just just spoiled it but there's one performance i would have swapped out yeah i i it's, it's still a great performance though and he it, it's really cool to see that movie nominated as much as it is um also want to clarify the movie with the most nominations um as of today is uh mank with 10 nominations which is probably deserved i mean i think it's like i mean if we're talking technically mank is like I know there's a there's a watermark of Getty Images in one frame of the film, but other than that, it's a pretty uh, technically it's Fincher, so of course it's a technically perfect movie, you know? Yeah, um, you know I agree. I mean I I like Mank a lot. I don't think it's even close to Fincher's best, but I 
it's so weird to me that his movie that's basically telling like hey hollywood's bad is the one where the oscars were found like yeah you know what let's nominate you like i think that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> i mean they really will yeah, nominate the, anything the about where hollywood. he says that studio is soulless <laughs> yeah exactly I, yeah, I think that's really funny. Um, I, I like no, I like Make a lot, so I'm I'm not upset about it. I know a lot of people are pretty up in arms about it, but uh, I like Make. I, it's it's far a good movie. Yeah. Um, the only two that I have issue. I mean, The Father. It's not even a bad movie. Like I think it's like good. It's just I don't have any feelings towards it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I'm I'm not even gonna talk about Chicago Seven. I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I'm just I I'm so done with it. Like I I'm not gonna give because I know Aaron Sorkin listens to the pod weekly and I I just mm-hmm. I don't want to give him the satisfaction. You know. It's he's 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 a masochist. He just wants to feel pain, so he just listens. Because I think every week we bring it up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just not gonna give him the the, the satisfaction. Satisfaction. Um, um news of the world is one that i didn't i mean as the weeks went by i was kind of like okay it's probably not gonna get nomination but it was interesting to me that um paul greengrass he, he's usually a director that can get a bp nom and uh just didn't happen this time um and you know that's fine because like the movie i think it's decent it's not i don't think it's best picture worthy at all but it did seem like it's kind of something they would go for like a a, a western with tom hanks you know um mm-hmm. so it's a little bit interesting that they they just didn't go for it because Paul Greengrass really is their bread and butter, you know? Yeah. Did, did you see it? I didn't. I had a friend. You said it was okay, and then I had a friend tell me that it was the worst movie he had ever seen, so I just didn't see it. It was the worst movie he's ever seen? He said it was yeah, the worst? Uh, yeah, he really hated it. Uh, his name's Grayson. Shout out to Grayson. Uh, he hated the movie. He said it was aw- He said the script was awful and that Tom Hanks sucked. So, I thought it was okay. I, I wouldn't go that far at all, but um, damn, <laughs> shout to Grayson, I guess. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll have him on the pod sometime. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have a whole news of the world episode for him. Um, <laughs> and also, no Ma Rainey. I really kind of thought Ma Rainey would get a BP nom. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of. A, I mean, I guess I mean I'm personally I know I have a friend who's pretty upset that it didn't get nominated, but as a as I'm I'm fine. I don't think there's much beyond the performances and the script to that movie, so I'm I'm perfectly fine with it not being uh, here. I kind of expected Ma Rainey to get in over the father, if I'm being honest, because I thought the father would be the the performance nominee movie without a best picture nomination, but it turned out to be Ma Rainey. That was the 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 movie that is leading in the acting categories but no bp nom so i th- it's funny that we always have that one movie each year <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, it happened to be ma rainey this time um and okay so i mean any other comments on best picture before we move on um no i don't think so shithouse was snubbed <laughs> shithouse was definitely snubbed um I think you could have made a case for Soul, even though it's animated, to be the mm-hmm. is that the first would that would have been the first one since Toy Story three. Um, yeah. I think I think I genuinely think Soul is like one of the best movies of twenty twenty. So you could have put that in there and uh, I mean go ahead and say it. I 
tell the people your favorite movie and why it should have been nominated. I'm thinking of ending things as far and above the best movie of last year. It should have been nominated. It is not here. Uh, the Academy hates Charlie Kaufman for some reason. Um, this is a movie that is uh, incredibly unique, incredibly versatile. It changes very often. And it balances many tones. It has ambitious direction and uh, production design, and it should have been nominated. Uh, I don't understand why the Academy hates good movies, but what can you do? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think uh, it's a great movie, but I I am not surprised at all because it is so anti awards. I I am not surprised mm-hmm. at all that it didn't make the cut. Yeah, I can't um, say I'm surprised, but I'm just I'm still upset. You know? Yeah, no, I I completely get it. <laughs> um all right so let's move on to best director where we have uh thomas finnerberg for another round chloe Zhao for nomadland david fincher for mank liazic chung for minari and emerald Fennell for promising young woman um anything jump out at you for best director uh i think the vintenberg is the obvious surprise um yeah. i still haven't seen another round i just watched the hunt fairly recently and it was excellent so i've been jonesing to check out another round i just haven't gotten around to it yet i'm back to about another round is uh it's got to hulu recently if you have hulu so you can watch oh it. really i will watch it this weekend now i didn't know that yeah i was watching something on hulu tonight and it was on there and i was like oh wow yeah it's really good so i i'm i was definitely surprised to see him today but uh i think it's i i mean yeah no it's well deserved it's it's, it's pretty cool yeah, they always they always kind of crack in. Uh, sometimes a, a foreign film director always crack like uh, they, Pavel. I don't know his last name, but the guy who did uh, Cold War was able to get a nomination for best director. That's I think right. that, um, Paul Verhoeven did he get nominated for um, Elle or no? Did he? Or L? I don't know. I think it's called L. I don't remember. But they they always they always will kind of crack in, kind of like uh, like cool guy foreign film directors into the to director categories every once in a while. Yeah, I, I don't even, like, I, well, another round, it's, like, I don't even, like, adore that movie. I think it's, like, really, really good, though. Um, but Vinnerberg is such a talented director that I'm, I can't be upset by it, either. It's, like, okay, that's a cool, it's a cool choice. Like, I, mm-hmm. I respect it. Um, uh, I think uh, Chloe Zhao, I mean, it's, it's great. It was also very obvious, like, she has been pretty much the front runner from the beginning of the race. Um so it's interesting to see uh, that, and it's just cool to see that she, because I've been a the rider stands. <laughs> it's kind of cool to see her uh, step to the spotlight a little bit. Um, not to, not to. I know we said we wouldn't do predictions, but I just wanted to ask: Do you think she'll win? Do you think she's like a lock to win? I don't think she's a lock, actually. I, I think it's likely, um, but this far out, I, I wouldn't give anything. I, I, there's only a few that I would say are a lock. I just um, think that for me, it's like the Fincher fan in me is just like, this is probably one of his last. I mean, I don't know how long he's gonna plan on making movies, but like, it's just he's he, Fincher's rarely an Oscar contender, and there's I mean I know the Oscars don't really matter, but there's still a part of me that like once I, I want to say Academy Award winner David Fincher. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't think Fincher will win, um, and I'm also kind of okay with it because. Um, Mank is very good, but I, I yeah, it's I'm fine. If, this is also, like a this is like a real Tarantino Bong Joon Ho situation where it's like Tarantino's never won Best Director, but Bong Joon Ho is like the better choice. That's actually a perfect analogy because like I yeah no that's actually very perfect because uh, <laughs> you have the 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 director's never won before making a period piece and mm-hmm. then the uh, not their first movie but definitely like the the cool guy like the indie kid. 
Same with, like, Nolan uh, with Dunkirk or, like, and it's, like, anytime these kind of fan favorite directors who have never, like, PTA is probably, it's ridiculous that this guy's never won an Oscar before. But it's also, like, it's not surprising either. Like, it it makes so much sense that they... But if it's if the greatest director of all time, I mean, it's just, I mean, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole of directors who never (laughs) won Oscars, but... (laughs) Just, yeah, just, even though, we'll just remind ourselves that this is just a private company's award show at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't put, at, at this point, I don't put too much stock in it, obviously, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think, um, if I had to pick, uh, anyone that I think, like, if I have to give, like, a, a gun to my head answer right now, I do think Chloe Zhao is the front runner, but, um, you could probably, uh, I mean, I, I, let's knock him off. Like, I don't think Vinterberg has a chance. Like, him, him yeah. getting nominated in the first place is his win, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that's his award. Um, I, I hate to say it. I don't think Emerald Fennell has a chance. See, the thing is, I was going to say she's my personal pick to win out of these directors. Um, but I think it's probably, a th- I, I think it's Zhao probably has the best shot at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Fincher and Lee Isaac Chung are probably her only competition. I think I'd put Lee Isaac Chung a bit over. It just depends on like which movies they decide, which movie they decide to like embrace, you know, because they usually like to kind of have one that's kind of like the the big sailor of the night. They either so. do that, or sometimes they have they break it in individually, where they're like, mm-hmm. okay, even though this didn't win Best Picture, let's give this person Best Director. Or best yeah, or like let's let's try to award every movie at some point. I, I would I, I agree with you when you say you might put Lee Isaac Chung above David Fincher and and like likeliness because I think Lee Isaac might be a, a genuine dark horse pick because mm-hmm. I think that could be a thing where it's like Minari didn't get best picture or screenplay or any of the major categories but uh, Lee Isaac Chung. Oh, I just did. noticed Minari wasn't in best picture. That's sad. Take the father out of that shit. What are you talking? I would say Minari. What are you talking about? Best picture. Yeah, it is. Minari? Oh, I'm an idiot. Never mind then. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Joseph. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, my guy? Like, it's literally right there. <laughs> it's number two on the list you sent. I, just for the listeners, I did send him uh, a note. Like, there are notes right in front of us. And it's, like, number two on the list. Like, yeah, it's no, right I fucked there. Up. I'm just yeah, a I, bad host. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. You're like, I, I just noticed. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? How is it? How did how did Mank not get nominated for Best Picture? Let's imagine you like as an eighty-five year old man when you have grandchildren and like in the middle of the night you start screaming like I can't believe Minari didn't get nominated. Like, <laughs> like okay, Grandpa, like, like take your pills, it's okay. Like, <laughs> this is how. What's the the gra- old grandma when she's like, nice guys too, still gonna come out and they're like, okay, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Pop Star Two is gonna happen one day. Pop Star Two is coming. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think. But uh, what I was saying was, I think Lee Isaac Chung is actually a genuine dark horse for uh, for best director. I I'm not gonna put stake in it yet. I'm gonna see how the uh, it plays out in the coming weeks. But um, not impossible. I don't want to. I, I and I honestly, if I had to pick like a personal person, like a personal pick, uh, I might pick Lee Isaac Chung for Minari just because like that movie is so deeply personal and like you feel it. Like you, it's such a heartfelt movie. Um, yeah, I think he's great. I honestly think I want him to win just because I think he's, I mean, Minari has kind of been the kind of, I mean, not to say, I think people are talking about it, but as far as award circuits goes, it's not quite the hitting as hard as I think it should. But personally, I, I think my favorite direction 
or my favorite directing job of the five is probably Emerald Fennell. I think she's she does an amazing job with Promising Young Woman, especially considering it's a debut. Yeah, no, it's it's really really strong. Um, uh, my my two personals are either Chung or Zhao, uh, but Fennell, I, I mean, if she somehow won, I would not be upset. I'd be elated. I'd, I'd be jazzed. That'd make my night if I'm if if uh, Emerald won. What a cool name. Yeah. Um. Also for the snubs, and again, not stuff we particularly wanted or not wanted. It's just stuff we thought might get in. Um, it seemed like Spike Lee wouldn't get in, but still, you see how good of a job he did with uh, Defy yeah. Blood, and you're kind of like, yeah, damn. Like, you, you, you could have given it to him, but he, he had his due with Black Clansman, so you can't be too upset. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Regina King, I know, is someone we were talking about for a while, especially like back September, October. Uh, just didn't make the cut. I, I'm not even upset about it personally, but um, just even from a prediction standpoint, I'm a little surprised at this point in the game that she didn't get... Uh, I mean, honestly, One Night in Miami entirely didn't get as much love as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Probably as much as it deserved, either. It's a, it's, an, it's a great film. It's a really good movie. Um, I, again, it's something... I, I, I wouldn't personally nominate it a lot. I mean, I think the nominations it did get are very deserving, and I probably would give those to them. But um, And I'm okay with Regina King not being on there, but um, I guess if there is one that it didn't get that I would have been okay, like really okay with, it's Regina King, because you watch like any interview she's done for this movie, and you can like tell how passionate she is about the source material and the story that she's telling. And uh, the movie itself is like really well-directed. So, um, I do feel bad for her though, but, um, also it's what, it's, it's her debut, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for a debut, it, I, I don't think it's her last time in the Oscar circuit, uh, at all. Like she's going to, mm-hmm. she's going to do something else. I bet. Yeah. Um, she's doing, um, Jungle Book 3, so. Oh God. <laughs> How Baloo got his claws. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, uh, our boy Sorkin just missed the cut. I was actually pretty surprised about that. Yeah, I think I, I think it's kind of like a... I think they're trying to play mind games with him. I think they're like, yeah, we'll nominate your movie, but we're not giving you Best Director, motherfucker. Like, it's the... I think it's... He's got the... Sorkin right now has got the... He's got the Cooper effect where they're like, we're not going to give you Best Director. You have to earn it. You're not a, you're not a director. You're a, you're, you're a writer, you know? I, I'm still very upset about the Cooper one because that was like, God, what a directorial effort. Rami Did, Malek has Bradley Cooper's Oscar. How crazy is that? <laughs> I remember like when uh, he got nominated for Best Actor but not Director that year, and everyone, like reports were coming out like Bradley Cooper was like depressed about this. Yeah, I think it said he was embarrassed. <laughs> But like he shouldn't be because it was like it was an amazing movie and like he yeah, did it excellent. I mean, I, I mean, I'm still mad that he did that because I don't think hot people should be allowed to direct movies and I think it's unfair that he's so talented at both things. Yeah, I hate when hot people are good at anything. Honestly. I hate it when hot people are talented. It pisses me off. I really do hate it. Um, <laughs> and he's also an amazing singer and a musician. Fuck Just... you, dude. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with your shit. I think that's what the Academy was probably like. They were like, fuck you, dude. You don't get to do it all. Honestly, sexy oppression is a very prevalent thing in society, and uh, honestly, I'm all here for it, except for Bradley Cooper. He, he did kind of deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think Aaron Sorkin, uh, I mean, I, it, it's tough because I do hate Chicago 7. I think it's a terrible movie. Um, that being said, and I'm glad he didn't get a nomination, 
for direction because it's it, it's not well directed. It, it looks like a lifetime original movie. Like it, I really wanted you to say like it's a terrible movie. I hate it, but pretty good direction. Like I thought that's where you were going. No, I, I'm not. I no, it's I don't want to clown on him too much. Cause I do because it's still the guy that wrote the Social Network. You know, it's yeah. still. It's still Sorkin, um, you know. It's just such like a blue check movie, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I hate the, this movie, but I, I don't want to clown him too much individually because, uh, he, he has done uh, obviously amazing stuff in the past, and uh, yeah. he, he is kind of the blueprint for screenplay in general. Like he, mm-hmm. like he is the guy to write your screenplay. Um, so I, I just think he needs to step out. Of, I mean, he's not going to after Big. Uh, best picture nomination for his movie but um i wish he would just never direct it like ideally this is his last directorial effort but i i know he's doing the uh everybody uh, no no i was gonna say everybody loves raymond um i love lucy movie is it uh didn't someone recently get cast in that um kate blanchett um uh, i forgot who's playing ricky ricardo um i'm actually not even sure what that movie's about i don't know if it's about like the production of it or if it's about like I, I have no idea what it's about honestly it's just it's two hours of the chocolate scene yeah i i would love that um uh any other thoughts for best director um no i mean i would have liked to see spike get in there uh but like he obviously i would like to see charlie kaufman nominated but that'll never happen um other than that i mean i wouldn't say i'd say that i'm happy to see thomas Vinterberg get in just because it's it's cool to to kind of have a new kind of have a have a fun choice choice in there um it'll probably be zhao who wins and she deserves i mean it's she does a great job like she does an excellent job directing nomadland and she deserves the award it's just kind of a boring pick just because that's it's been that all award season but what can you do yeah i agree um all right so moving to best actor we have chadwick boseman for ma rainey's black bottom anthony hopkins for the father gary oldman for mink Steven Yeun for Minari and Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Um, what are your first thoughts? Um, pretty epic. Uh, you got you got Steven in there. You got our boy Riz. Uh, th- these two nominations really just made the night. Like that's pretty. Uh, that th- no matter what happens, they got in. You know, and that's all they yeah. need. And also I mean, Chadwick. Steven Yeun. Yeah, Chadwick too. I mean, I think Chadwick was definitely the more expected nomination. Uh, yeah. And he's probably. I, I think he's. I, I don't know if it's. I mean, I think it's de- probably definitely a lock to win. Um, but he should be. But goddamn, Anthony Hopkins. I mean, dude, um, but Anthony Hopkins. But no, there's no way. There's no way that they don't give it to. I think people would be so mad. There's no way that they're gonna give the. They're not gonna. They'd much rather give a post-mostuous a post-mostuous Oscar to Black Panther than give Oscar Anthony Ryan. Hopkins his third Oscar. You know? Yeah, I um. No, I, I hope so. I hope I'm. I, I there's just like a little thing in the back of my head that's like, they love the father. They're gonna mm-hmm. give it to Anthony Hopkins. Um, and this is nothing against Anthony Hopkins. He is uh, if you Great follow performance, Twitter, yeah. good performance. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, he he's a delightful man. Uh, he's he's extremely funny and he posts fun videos every day of like him playing the piano or just doing quarantine stuff. It's amazing. And do you um, know what I read about him? Hmm. He's a super. He is like apparently he's a very like down to earth, humble guy. He doesn't really think much of himself. He's he doesn't have. I've I've read that he's not very uh, arrogant. He's not like when people. He's like very humble, is what I've read. So that's always nice to hear. Yeah, I um I I've heard the same. I've heard he's like I actually have a friend that interviewed him one time for uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember what movie, but 
um he he said he was like he literally like the nicest guy he's ever interviewed in his life um so yeah, I, I i know uh, somebody met him and said that they thought he was like the, gre- the greatest actor of all time and they said he like blushed <laughs> um honestly when i'm talking because there's one giant snub that we're gonna talk about here but mm-hmm. when we talk about the snub i wouldn't even remove anthony hopkins from that uh to bring this guy in mm-hmm. i would remove gary oldman from the conversation um great i would i remove I'd remove Hopkins over Oldman. I think I, I like Mank a lot more than you do. So, But I think Gary Oldman's actually great in Mank. But I he's, think he deserves the nomination. He's really good in it. But there, there's like genuinely nothing in Mank that I haven't seen Gary Oldman do before. Like, I think Mank is just like a better version of The Darkest Hour, like in his, perf- his performance in Darkest Hour. And it's unfor- like, I'd much rather he won for Mank than he did for Darkest Hour. But what can you do? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I... I, I personally, I would take out Oldman and, well, let's just go into the, the snub. Um, Daryl Lindo for The Five Bloods. Um, I mean, what 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 can we even say? I mean, I don't even know what to say at this point. Um, it's it's a try. It's I mean, this is up there with Tony Collette, and this is up there with uh, Ethan Hawke and fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Like this is like they don't like how. How do you not nominate that perform? I don't understand how you don't nominate that performance. They're literally idiots. Like I and don't it's like I, I was talking to my buddy about this. It's like they get they not. It's like it would be so like they all because all the Oscars want is to be cool. Like they just want to be like the cool woke guys on town. And it's like they just not like you have like if you want to nominate a political movie, Defy Bloods is right fucking there. Like it's it's a it's super. I mean it's a very it's a very uh you know heavy uh political film and in, in, in a lot of ways but it's it's also an excellent movie and fucking Delroy Lindo gives one of the best performances I've ever seen his monologue at the end of the movie I'm still thinking about all these almost a year later at this point it's, it's just ridiculous yeah man um Delroy is like really really sublime in that movie and mm-hmm. um I feel like when we got to, like, even back in June when we first saw the movie we we're like man we really hope he gets in but like uh, we weren't very confident in Netflix to like ride that wave for him, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the more award season went on, I was just kind of like, well, it doesn't seem like he's gonna get in. And it, I mean, I I kind of expected it today when I was watching because I was like, it it just seems like it's not gonna go in our favor. And uh, sure enough, I mean, it, I think the best way we can put it is uh, disappointed but not surprised. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's like, just I, like I'm not this shocked. performance should have been nominated and won. Like there's no like it's like the best performance of last year. Like I don't understand how this wasn't. How, it's like it literally is. It's it's Tony Collette too. It's it's just the most. It's the best acting I've ever seen. Not getting nominated for an Oscar. You know. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's it's really upsetting. But um, I don't know what to say. I like it. It's it's really upsetting. He he's he was clearly the best performance. Um that monologue is one for the ages. I think it's one of the best performances of any Spike Lee movie, period. And I mean, Um, he's got a scene with Chadwick that it reduces me to tears even seeing screenshots from that scene. So it's it's just, it's, I mean, I mean, I love Defy Bloods and I, 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 but even, but I come to terms with the fact that Defy Bloods wasn't going to be a big Oscar contender, but I still just can't believe that they didn't nominate Delroy Lindo. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree, man. It's 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 really upsetting. But uh, I. What's the what's the quote everyone's sharing? It's like uh, they don't know. Fuck them. They don't know shit. 
Yeah, literally. Like they. God, it's like it feels surreal to me. Because like you watch that performance and it's like that. That's the that's the performance that gets you an Oscar. And but then, you know, we can at least Delroy. I mean, I think my mother said this to me when because I was very upset when Jake Gyllenhaal didn't get nominated for Nightcrawler. And my mom said to me, she said, wouldn't you rather be the guy that everybody wished got nominated instead of the guy everyone wished didn't? So Del- at least Delroy can sleep happy knowing that everybody is upset about this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, I mean, that's, that's a good way of putting it. I just, because I remember back in like July, I was watching like a Richard Roper interview with him. And then he, I was asking Darrow, I was like, have you heard about the awards push for you? And Darrow was like very humble about it. He was like, yeah, I just try not to pay attention to that stuff too much, you know? He's like, he said, would it be cool? Absolutely. But he's like, I don't want to like get too excited over a possibility and then like wake up and get upset when it doesn't happen. And he's like, and then I remember Richard Darrow was like, well, don't you worry. The critics will like have your back. Like you, you sit back and we'll do the work for you. And then... Fuck you, Richard Roper. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> All my homies hate Richard Roper. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I and guess... The, maybe... the thing, too, is Delroy's such... He's such a veteran actor. He's been doing it for so long, too. It would have been so nice to give this to him now, you know? Well, that, that's... I mean, I can't remember if Ethan Hawke has ever had an Oscar or even a nomination before, but, like, um, it was kind of the same thing with him and Tony Collette, where it's like they've been doing it forever and they've never been, like, recognized to the fullest regard, at least. Um, but even like even Tony Collette, who has got nominations in the past, like Hereditary is like her best performance, and you don't even nominate it. Like Hereditary like, might be the best performance of the past decade, you know? Like it's like a that's an all timer performance. It, it's the best performance in a horror movie of all time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Nothing's coming. To, I mean, I know it's it's popular to 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 talk in hyperbole but i can't and I, don't, I can't find a performance right now that's racking my head that's even come close no i i, I usually hate talking hyperbole but i just and i know that's like the the cool like i know hereditary is like the most popular movie on like film twitter mm-hmm. like everyone's seen it and yeah i know it's it. pop it's like saying hereditary is the greatest horror movie of all time is like pretty popular but yeah he's been ethan hawk's been nominated four times for an oscar but still like first reformed is like it's it's like a different level. Like he he's so good in that movie. But he's um, only been nominated twice for actor. Two times it was the screenplays for Before Sunset and Midnight. Did you um did you see that video that went viral the other day about like him talking about creativity? Yeah, he has that happens every couple months with Ethan Hawke. Every couple months we just get a nice piece of wisdom from him that goes viral on Twitter. That one in particular like really hit me. Like the way mm-hmm. where he was like um the world is an unreliable critic. I'm like, God, yeah. Like, I was like, God, that's, that's beautiful, man. Like I, he has a Did book. you see the one of, yeah, what were we saying? Sorry. I was going to say, he just read a book and it, he, that's why he was on a press tour. Like that's where it came mm-hmm. from. So I actually want to read the book now that he wrote. Cause apparently it's really good. Yeah, I want, I'd like to read that too. I love that man. What were you saying? Uh, have you seen the one of him on the Colbert show when he's talking? He's, he was on, it was just for a press report. Or no, he was on the Colbert show. I don't know the late night with Stephen Colbert. I just or Stephen Colbert or whatever the fuck it is now. But it, he was talking about First Reformed, and he, he talks about how a good movie is like a bell because it, it, it rings in the audience after they see it. And a, a good movie ends. A good movie asks. Uh, a good movie starts at the end after you walk out of it when you start talking about it. And it's just a, it, the way he talks about how film kind of is can touch people or how it can. It's about articulating a feeling more so than kind of telling a. Stinks, telling a story that's very, uh, uh, I guess, 
he's saying like a good movie isn't right or left. A good movie makes you feel something. So Ethan Hawke is he's just a, he's a brilliant man. Ethan Hawke is the guy. <laughs> like I want him to be, be my dad. Like I I want him to be like my cool uncle. He might be the coolest guy alive. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Like even. I mean, I, I've never seen an Ethan Hawke performance or, like, a clip or anything about Ethan Hawke that I don't love. Like, he, he is the man. He, he's so effortlessly cool. Um, that picture of him outside Sundance with the cowboy hat is, like, my favorite picture of all time. Um, mm-hmm. Love that man. Uh, but as for Delroy, um, I'll send you one last salute. Uh, yeah, you deserved mm-hmm. it, man. What can I say? It ain't no thing, blood. <sighs> With that being I have said, my fist up in the air right now. <laughs> uh, wow, very cool, Joseph. Um, so moving on to <laughs> moving on to best actress, we have Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, Andre Day for United States versus Billie Holiday, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Um, I'll start off by saying. All right, moving on to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I think um, this one, I actually put, I didn't put any snubs underneath this one because I, while there are definitely great performances like, um, uh, what's her name from, uh, I'm thinking of many things. Um, Jessica um, Buckley. Jessica Buckley. Thank you. Uh, great performance. I would have nominated her myself. Uh, as far as like actual predictions, just like analytics go, nothing like this is, this was like the exact top five predictions that I had, you know? Um, so I'm not surprised at all here. Yeah, I'm not going to watch United States vs. Billy Holiday, um, and I probably won't watch Pieces of a Woman, so. Wow, he's a professional here on the pod, guys. Um, <laughs> um, I, no, on, I mean, I we didn't really talk about United States vs. Billy Holiday. Um, I saw it, I saw it like a few months ago, actually. Um, and I, I don't know, I guess I just didn't talk about it because like, it, it didn't really do anything for me. Um it's not an awful movie. It's just, I think it's out now, right? Like it's, it's on Hulu. Yeah. It's generally out now. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like, it's, 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 I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but it's not bad. It's like, yeah, you know, but, um, I will say Andre Day is really good in the movie. Um, I'm not upset about her nomination. Um, I watched an interview with her on variety. I forgot who it was actors on actors. I can't remember who she was against or, uh, you know, interviewing. Who she was fighting. Yeah, who, who movie <laughs> fights. Um, uh, what if movie fights was just people being, this, like, celebrities beating each other up? Just Andy Signor beating the shit out of, uh, <laughs> beating the shit out of Max Landis. That's his usual Tuesday night. Um, mm-hmm. no, Andre Day, like, she, she talked about, like, um, like, she literally, like, stretched her vocal cords. She, like, um, like, drank to make her voice raspy, like, uh, Billie Holiday's. Like, there are, she really went, like, out of her way to, like, become Billie Holiday. And it, it makes me a little upset that she gave, she genuinely does give a great performance in it. It's just upset because uh, uh, Lee Daniels, uh, we go back to him a lot when we're talking about, like, directors that somehow keep getting these second chances and third chances, but yet they haven't really made a good movie. Um, I haven't seen Precious in a while. I remember thinking it was, like, fine, but, like, The Butler, I would say, is a straight-up bad movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would I would put Billy Holiday like only a little bit above the Butler, but it, it's not a good movie at all. Um, and I have no idea how he he keeps getting in the race because he's I don't know it's 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 not very good. But I I have no issue with her being nominated. 
Um, I mean, what do you have to say? Like, what's a what's a standout for you? Um, I mean, I think uh, I'm not. It's, I'm happy to see. Even though I haven't watched the movie yet, I'm happy to see Vanessa Kirby nominated. I I was worried that because I like her a lot as an actress. I still, I, I I'll probably. I know I said I wasn't gonna watch the movie uh, just because it's a pretty heavy subject matter, and it's now. Uh, but I was worried that the a certain co-star has been kind of publicly uh, publicly uh, outed as a bad man. So I was scared that that would kind of taint the movie, but it's nice to see her still make her way into it. Um, and I think other than that, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty much exactly who I expected to be nominated. Um, I really hope Carrie Mulligan wins it, but it'll probably, uh, who's going to win it, actually? I have no idea, because Frances McDormand already has already won. So I, do you think they'll give her two? Um, I, I, I think Francis McDormand is the safe pick, but I don't think Carrie Mulligan's out of the question. I would be so fucking happy if Carrie Mulligan won. That would be, that would be amazing. Yeah, I don't think it's impossible. Um, I would still probably put my money on Francis, but, um, that being said, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's a pretty tight, I think it's definitely between those two, right? Like the other three don't really, I mean, do you think they have a shot? No, I think, mm, no. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think any of them have a shot. I think I, it's I, either Carrie or Francis. I, I I think Francis. I think Carrie, much like Lee Isaac Chung, uh, and director. I think Carrie is the dark horse. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean Nomadland really is like the movie. Like the, the, like it's the awards movie this year. You know, yeah. uh, even though Mink got the most nominations, like Nomadland got like the major ones. Um, yeah, well, and... it's just I guess it comes down to are they going to want to give Francis McDormand her second Oscar or Carrie Mulligan her first? Well, I don't think I honestly don't think that matters to them. Like, I, I think honestly, pundits like hype that up more than like the actual Academy does ever. Yeah, because I used to like I used to listen to those rules like a lot. Like, I used to think I don't know the Academy. I think there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Like at the end of the day, like we can try to figure it all out, but at the end of the day, it's just what they're feeling, you know. Like we, Olivia Coleman won Best Actress uh, for the favorite out of nowhere, you know? <laughs> well, I remember, um, when it really deserved award by the way, but out of nowhere, nobody expected that. Well, it, I, I think the best way to describe the Academy and why it's so appealing to people like us is like, um, it's really lightning in a bottle kind of stuff every year. Like you have to like, you have to be campaigning at the right place at the right time. And, uh, your movie, your movie had to like, come out at a certain point in time and just, didn't have enough roadblocks in its way to just somehow get a nomination in whatever category, you know, like it, it, it I think when you say there's no rhyme or reason, that's absolutely correct. Like, I don't think there, well, there are definitely pundits and like uh, predictors that have a strategy that works for the most part. There is obviously a reason why there's no foolproof plan to correctly predicting every year, because it really is a case by case basis each year. And um, that's proven, especially in this category. And I it's, think it's, it's one of those things where it's like sometimes, and I mean, Say what you want the Oscars. Sometimes they do get it absolutely right. Sometimes you get Jordan Peele winning screenplay or Bong Joon-ho winning director, or you get you get those like awards where you're like, yes, I'm so. Or you get Taika Waititi winning screenplay. Like you get, you're just so happy to see this person win. But then on the flip side of that coin, you have uh, Renee Zellweger winning for Judy, or you have uh, fucking um, Eddie Redmayne winning for or the beat uh, Eddie Redmayne beating Michael Keaton for fucking best actor. Like you still get shit like that all the time and it's oftentimes within the same year so it doesn't there's no it's not like there's a good year and a bad year it's just always you know well because i remember the year like that we were talking about earlier 20 i mean the awards happened in 2018 but it's the 2017 season and like 
that was such a good year for film and like the nominees were all like even like the, it was like this one a lot like you had the the, the darkest hour like was this year chicago seven but that was an easy pill to swallow because like all the other nominees were so cool you know mm-hmm. and like even though like shape of water wasn't my pick that's still like a very weird and cool movie and you love del toro so you're happy to see it win best yeah best. excellent movie too really yeah. really uh, i would say masterpiece i really love shape of water it's a great movie. I I have no complaints. Like it was I was not my pick to win that year, but <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Like I would, you know, you know me. I would give it the Phantom Thread or Get Out or even Lady Bird. Mm. But like, uh, I, you can't be upset that like a weird fish movie won Best Picture. Like that's just cool <laughs> to me. Like if you yeah. really think about it, like that's a weird movie to win the Best Fish Picture. Sex movie won. Yeah. Um. But you know, but then you have the next year. It's like like Whiplash. It's not the movie, but like just like whiplash you have the year where green book and bohemian rhapsody and vice got that money for best picture and then <laughs> green book won. yeah like how do you go off the moonlight shape of water and then to green book <laughs> like That's so fucking funny like when you think about that like what a yeah, weird and then parasite movie. after that <laughs> yeah it's so do, do you know that um that statue they have outside of like the academy museum where like they they engrave it each time something went like 2018 green book and then 2019 parasite the fact that parasite has to live underneath green book for the rest of its existence in that plaque is so funny to me like it just that's... that sums up the oscars like there's nothing else that could sum up the oscars than that because also, who's thought about Green Book since the Oscars? Yeah, I, uh, we're still I mean, talking about Parasite to this day, and no, but I haven't, I haven't even thought about Green Book since you mentioned it. No one's thought of it about it positively. It's usually mm-hmm. just a point of discussion, like how we're using it right now, of like, remember Therapy. when they did that? <laughs> remember when they gave Green Book? But Green Book's also, I mean, I think you and I both said it's not a terrible movie. Just what a weird, what a bad pick for Best Picture. Especially like it's it's pretty regressive and uh yeah well-made movie super well shot <laughs> yeah um god i i still uh, I, okay i'm gonna move on because i don't want to keep thinking about green book um so let's move on to best supporting actress um maria bakalova for borat 2 colin close for hillbilly elegy olivia coleman for the father i meant to see for Mank, and ya jung yun for minari um what pops up to you here um glenn close pops out obviously um yeah uh, other than that pretty stellar uh, i mean olivia coleman i don't know if she does i honestly don't know if she does enough in the father to be nominated for it in all honesty i think the um she's because i mean a uh, spoiler alert uh, she switches actresses halfway through the movie so and then she pops up right at the end but uh I, the main thing that i think is funny is i like how when borat 2 came out Maria Baklova for Best Supporting Actress was like our Hail Mary throw, and then we got it. Like, we, like we, it's it's happened, you know? We're here. It, it's, it can't be too shocking because Borat was like an awards favorite back in 2006, 2007. Um, and I mean, I know you, were, you weren't even born yet at the time, but like... I hadn't seen it yet, so... Yeah, yeah, but... Um, so it's not that surprising that they went for Maria. And Maria is like a large section of the film. Like, she does... I would say she puts herself in danger more often than Sasha does. I would say she's better than him in this movie than he is. She's really great. I remember because I, I, I saw this movie pretty early and I was, and I, I remember I told you like what it was about. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and you, I remember you were like a little bit worried about like the daughter subplot. 
Yeah. And I, I was like, no, dude, like she's just as good, if not better than Sasha in this movie. Like she's really, really good. And um, it's just kind of surreal, like seeing it all like months, months ago. And mm-hmm. now I'm, I, you're seeing the awards and like, I can't believe Borat too is an Oscar contender. Like that's so funny to me. It's just, I thought I had this thought the other day too. It's so sad that this uh, this isn't going to be in person just because, so, you know, Sasha would have gone up to some shit. Like he's, he does shit every year. He's banned from the Oscars actually. I don't, I think they're all going to have to, they're, if they hold it in person this year, they'll have to lift his ban because he got he got kicked out after he did the Ollie G thing. What's the Ollie G thing? I haven't even seen that. The uh, the year the are you familiar with the Ollie G character? Yeah, I know Ollie G, but I didn't I didn't know what he did at the Oscars. It was uh, it was the Oscars so white year. He was presenting with um, I believe it was I think it was Kate Upton or, or Kelly Clarkson or something like that. And it was like he I he snuck the Ollie G cost because he he asked if he could do Ollie G on like as presenting. And they said, absolutely not. There's no way in hell you can do that. And then what he did is he snuck the costume in. And like five seconds before he went on, he ran into the bed. Ba- he like, or like 30 minutes before he went on, he like hid in the bathroom and put the costume on. And he like, le- he like it was like, they were like, Sasha, you're, you need to get in your spot. Like you go on in five minutes. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm having terrible diarrhea. And then it was like this second he was about to go on. He like ran out in the Ollie G costume. I'm looking, I so forgot he's about He's not allowed back. Yeah, I, he's a, I think he talks about it on Howard Stern. Uh, it's a very good interview. How did I forget about this? I I think about it all the time. <laughs> I need to, I'm gonna rewatch because I really don't remember. I mean, I now that I'm looking at pictures of it, I I, I remember it briefly, but like I need yeah, to. Yeah, and he comes out and he says he says as a black man, I'm I'm offended by what the Academy Awards did this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, love that man. He, he, he is he's a lovely, lovely man. Um. As far as supporting actress goes, uh, I mean, like I said, Maria Bakalova, that's that's a great nomination. I that, that's very deserving. Uh, feels like something that uh, normally wouldn't happen, and mm-hmm. I, I I hope it would in a non. Well, would this movie even happen in a non-pandemic year? That's the question. No, I don't think it would. Maybe that's like at the end of the day, you know, Trump did what he did, but we got Borat two out of it, so maybe it was worth it. Well, I think they it, were it filming before yeah. COVID, right? But like they, but it's hard to believe because like so much of the plot by the end, and don't want to spoil it in case yeah. anyone hasn't seen it still. But like, it it is yeah, it's about COVID, like literally, <laughs> um, which is so funny. That that ending is so perfect still mm-hmm. in retrospect. Um, Tom Hanks. Tom, ha- Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I love thinking of him. Uh, shout out to Zach Perry, the living meme himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you about Olivia Coleman. Um, I mean, I love her, so like I won't be upset. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, Jung Yoon for Minari is definitely a really good pick. Um, she she's fantastic, Minari. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm, it, this is probably a Mendes Seifert's one to lose. Um, I think she kind of has it like in the bag. But could you imagine if Maria won? I think it's between her and uh, well, first of all, I'm very happy that Yu Jung made it in because she's amazing in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I do think it's it is a it is a I think Maria is the dark horse with Amanda being the 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 pick. Uh, but I think Amanda is genuinely excellent. If she wins it for Mac, I'll be so happy for her because she's so great in the movie. I don't think Maria is. I think it's actually getting close. Like the the margin's getting slimmer. I think Maria actually has a soft. Like I wouldn't even say she's a dark horse. I think she has a legitimate chance to trump um, Amanda Seyfried for this because um, Mank, it, while it did get like a, no, a lot of nominations, isn't like the one that always gets the most nominations. 
usually the one that fumbles a little bit by the actual award ceremony. Oh, do you think Mank is the American Hustle? A little bit. Mm. Maybe for, not all for the way. For theater fans, Mank is the great comment of 1812. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think, I, I, you know what? I'm not going to predict Maria, but I think... Actually, you know what? Gun to my head, I, I say Maria. Maria does it. I think gun to my head, I say Maria too. But I really, I do want, I feel bad because I want Amanda Seyfried to win. Like, I really do like her performance in Mank. How how would you feel if we get there and then Glenn Close wins? Dude, if Glenn Close, well, part, part, I will feel, because Glenn Close, I don't know. Do you know Glenn Close has like an absurd amount of, she's been nominated like nine times at this point. And she's never won. I, in most years, I would be like, okay, give her the Oscar. But for this, absolutely not. Don't. Do I mean, they should have given it. I mean, I love, I think Olivia Coleman is well-deserved for her Oscar. But like, did you even see The Wife, the one movie that she was up for that year? I only watched it because she was nominated and uh and like everyone's like oh you got to see a performance you got to see her performance and then i was like okay let me see it and she's great in it she really is but mm-hmm. like that movie is it's just like i i actually like it less than the father i don't think it's a very good movie at all yeah it's such a it's a very similar movie to the father i watched that on the airplane back from sundance and i uh, surprisingly stayed awake but i i, I, I think was, the I father think is like legitimately this, better the fa- i would say the father's a better movie too but yeah I was surprised because I mean, like, I feel bad because I mean, she is a she's a very talented actress. She's great in a lot of things, uh, and I'm sad she's never gotten an Oscar. But it's like, no, well, you know, like she... not for this one. <laughs> she got an Oscar. No, she's never won an Oscar before. Olivia Coleman? No, Glenn Close. Oh, I th- sorry, I thought we were still talking about Olivia. My bad. Uh, no, Glenn Close. Yeah, I mean, Glenn Close is amazing, but like, I it's this going back to like what your mom said about like the like when she want to be that person. Like I I. I I would rather Glenn Close never get an Oscar than for her one Oscar to be for Hillbilly Elegy of all movies. Like, is it the first time ever that someone's got a Razzie nomination and an Oscar nomination for the same movie? Because she got it at Razzie nom for this. Isn't it true? Yeah, it's completely true. That's amazing. Um, she, this, I mean, she's not particularly bad in the movie. It's just Hillbilly Elegy. You didn't see it, right? I didn't watch it. It's awful. It's it's absolutely terrible. Um, that movie is a. It's trying to be a sweet biopic for a legitimate alt right person, and it is um, how that movie got made and funded in the year 2020 uh, at the time. Um, absolutely weird. So weird. Um, I. It's it's actually a pretty awful movie. Um, yeah, I hate it. So. I'd rather Glenn Close never get an Oscar than to win for this because I think that would that would be more of a detriment to her name than to like never get one, you know? Mm-hmm. To win so. for him for Hillbilly You like if if she did that, I I I would be if I was her, I would be embarrassed. Like I would, I'd be like I can't believe that's like what they did. Like I like I can't believe it. <laughs> um, yeah, that movie sucks uh, so much. Um, so I mean, any other final thoughts? Or are we good? Um, I mean, I love you, Amanda. Uh, I love you, Maria. And I love you, Olivia. And I love you, Young. And I love you, Glenn. Honestly, as long as Glenn doesn't win, and again, nothing against her, just the movie itself. As long as Olivia, or uh, no, uh, Glenn doesn't win, um, I'm cool with whoever wins. But if it's between Maria and Amanda, that's a pretty good race. Like, that, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I would be pretty, I love Olivia Coleman. Like, I think she's an excellent actress. So if she wins, I'll be like, oh, good for her. But um, mm-hmm. she's probably, like, the my last, or my second, to, uh, aside from Glenn Close, she's probably my least uh, desirable win. 
Um, but if Maria, Amanda, or Young, if Young June wins, that'd be amazing. Because she's I don't amazing in the movie. Think she will, because she has like no push. Yeah, I have. I, I don't think she'll win it. I think it's definitely between Maria. Can I also say H24 is like they're an amazing company. Obviously, great distributor. They they do not know how to push a movie award season at all. They 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 don't know what to do. And most of the time they don't know how to advertise their movies. <laughs> well, they they're the reason why Tony Collette didn't get it. Like think about it, Tony Collette and Ethan uh, Hawke first reformed both H24 movies that they refused to push and therefore they didn't get nominations for it. Yeah, it's like Moonlight just had to be so. Moonlight was just undeniable. That you know, wasn't they, even they, an Oscar. That wasn't even their Oscar push movie that year. What they push for that year? That was 2016, right? I think 20th Century went. No, wait. Yeah, the 20th Century Women was a bigger push for them. Um, Which is on. crazy. Page 24 movie. Um, um, yeah, I think 20th Century Women was their push that year. And then, uh, great movie, don't get me wrong, but like, it's not really an Oscar movie, I don't think. <laughs> um, and then, but Moonlight um, just happened to be it. And then it wasn't until like what was that 2016 so like around 2017 where they're like oh shit we should actually like campaign since it's like extras momentum and it happened luckily no thanks to them you know it happened all on its own (laughs) like it had nothing to do with a24's like uh awards team because they have no idea what they're doing half the time um don't want to talk too much about a24 but they really need to do better in that category because mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of absurd how often. You know, they for such that. a good production company, they need to do better in a lot of avenues. Well, isn't the? Th- I mean, that's one complaint about A24 usually is that they, they're in the distribution game. Like they they really don't produce that many movies. Like it's all pretty much acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they're mo- shitty at they're shitty at distributing most of the time. Although I will, yeah, I agree. But I will say the one like one really positive thing about them is. Uh, Moonlight was their first produced movie, like their first actual production with oh, Plan wow. B from Brad Pitt. And the fact that it was their first production and it won Best Picture, that's pretty impressive as a company. That's pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and did they even push for it? So, like, why did criticize that? The fact that it happened in the first place. That, that yeah, is Yeah, and a co- pretty much a complete unknown director, too. You know, they had like, yeah. to discover that film. You know what? Shout out to Jason Ozias in front of the pod who, like, single-handedly started pushing he started the campaign in that movie single-handedly jason like, if you're listening let's hang out man let's play fortnite what's going on bro let's play uh let's play some apex yeah bro hop on apex mm-hmm. um all right so let's move on to best supporting actor um where we have Sasha Baron Cohen for Charles Chicago 7 daniel kaluuya for Jewish and black messiah lakeith stanfield for the Jewish and black messiah Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami and Paul Racy for Sound of Metal. Um, I'll start off by saying pretty damn solid lineup. Um, very surprised. Lakeith and Daniel got in. Because uh, you see the Warner Brothers was actually, they were promoting Lakeith for Best Actor. But um, the Academy went against their, uh, their push. And they just did both in supporting. Yeah, I don't. Under, I think Lakeith is definitely leading. I don't. I. I mean, I think that's. I mean, it's it's weird for sure, but I um. Other than that, I I think it's a pretty good category. They got the, some pretty good performances in here. I mean, our boy Paul Rassi made it in, um. But yeah, it's always. I just they have never. They never have any idea what to do with co-lead movies. They really don't. Um, it's it's very weird to me. Like, 
it's the same thing with like um he led during the joker which like he he got a best supporting actor uh win for that movie or was that did he win actor was was, he won supporting actor supporting actor yeah um he, he yeah while like he is the supporting actor in that movie he's in that movie more than batman pretty much like it, it's more of a joker movie than a batman movie like there is a very weird divide with like how they want to categorize things and um yeah this i mean i'm not gonna complain because like daniel and lakeith in for judas it's hard to complain about that you know but you got to scratch your head a little bit at the at the placement of it all um anything else that stand out to you um, very happy to see Leslie Odom Jr. on here. Uh, not to jump ahead to the snubs, but I'm a bit sad, uh, that, um, our boy, uh, Kingsley Benadir is not present. Um, mm-hmm. but I guess if they're supposed to, cause if you, honestly, if you'd pop a performance in from One Night Miami, I'd give it to Kingsley Benadir over Leslie Odom Jr., but I still think Leslie Odom Jr. is excellent in the movie. Um, I think, yeah, I know, I agree. Um, well, wait, is Kingsley Benadir, uh, would he be considered lead? Like, who's considered the lead of that movie? Um, I guess maybe him, but uh, I it's mean, maybe hard. it's or would it be Muhammad Ali? I guess Muhammad Ali's not really the lead in that movie either. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to talk because everyone's good in that movie, but I forgot the guy who played Muhammad. But like, uh, not he, probably the weakest of the the, the yeah. five, right? Um, the four. Or the yeah, sorry, the four. Um, Aldous Hodge was really good. I mean, what he and the thing is like he starts off as the lead, but like as the movie goes on, it focuses more on Malcolm X, I think. Um, yeah. Also, I think Aldous Hodge, like he's a bit of an up and comer right now, so he'll definitely have more opportunities in the future. He's really he's reminding me a lot of um, Winston Duke almost because I'm so I'm hoping like Aldous Hodge gets his like nine days. Yeah. Um, did, if you watch, about... uh, did you ever watch the show Leverage? I actually have. Was, oh yeah, he was the dude on it. Yeah, he was dude? on that. He's uh, oh, wow. he's in that show, and that, that show is where I got the name for our cat Elliot. So. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Not Aldous um, Hodge's character. That'd be a lot cooler if it lined up like that. But I saw Aldous Hodge in person. Though. He did a Q and A for Clemency. Not a great movie, but he's excellent in it. He's great, and he actually gives a monologue similar to Delroy Lindo's in that. Um, that that's a that's a great uh. Not, not a great movie, but he, great performance. Um, There's a... I mean, I don't give a shit about spoiling Clemency, because it, nobody's... Um, I, if you're mad I spoiled Clemency, don't be mad. But there's a scene... I saw that movie with Dane at the SCAD Film Festival, and we were sitting in the theater, and he goes... Like, it's like the end... It's like it's like right before the end of the movie, and he just... It's, it just cuts to Aldous Hodge, and he goes, so are they going to give me Clemency? And Dane started laughing in the theater. <laughs> that's That's a... Poorly, if, if you know what happens after that scene, that's yeah, it gets very dark. After that scene. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's the scene where he starts banging. when he bangs his head on the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually that's probably the best scene in the movie. I, yeah, best scene in the movie too. But damn it, Dane. Um, yeah, no, I that that's shout a guy to watch Dame. out for. Yeah, shout out to Dane. Also, another walking meme. Um, <laughs> not in the same way that Zach's a walking meme. No, not at all. Uh, Dane makes Zach... No, Zach makes Dane look like a god, which he is. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. um, yeah Leslie Odom Jr., i happy about that. Um, Paul Racy's probably definitely the, the the one I'm most ecstatic about. I don't think he's going to win. I think this is pretty much Daniel Kaluuya's one to lose, I think, right? Like, yeah, I mean, there's still... I, I don't want to say it because I'll piss you off, but there's I still think... 
You can't rule out as much as, much as I love him. I, he's literally a, a personal hero of mine. You can't rule out Sasha Baron Cohen stealing it from him. I know, I know. I, I, I would say... I would the two I would rule out is Leslie and um, Lakeith. Like those are the two that I don't think have any chance. But also I do gotta say really quick, Lakeith and Daniel have so quickly become such big prominent actors within the span of I mean Get Out came out what 2016 and they're already like kind of taking over Hollywood. I'm just I'm so happy to see you and they have such good uh, careers so far too. None of them have really missed yet. Yeah, no, I um, they're they're both very commanding, and but also like uh, two completely different performers, which is why Judas works so well because they're just so like yin and yang with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I would say, like like Keith is like one of the most interesting, versatile actors where he's just so fluid and fits into like any role. He's like a chameleon, almost like Joaquin Phoenix is. Mm-hmm. And um, Daniel Kaluuya is like a, he's more of a traditional leading man, but like he's also in the same boat as I'm trying to think of like another leading man where, yeah, like almost like Jake John Hall where it's like it's a leading man, but mm-hmm. every time he does it, he does it with like he he comes to like twelve out of ten. Or like Denzel, or even, he's a lot like Denzel, a lot like Denzel. Where, even someone like, I mean, I I guess well, I hate I hate to make such a grandiose comparison, but he's almost got like a Jack Nicholson to him where he's just so. Yeah, he just becomes he's the so dude, young too. You know, so and he's so, I mean, he's amazing. He's like I, I I saw I saw Judas and the Black Messiah again, and it's it's his performance is I don't use and I don't like to use this word a lot, but his performance is genuinely like electrifying. It's like that sequence where he gets out of when this, the speech he gives after he gets out of prison is like mm-hmm. I was getting like hyped in the theater, like as if I was in the room with them because he's just he just grabs the mic and he goes I'm free, and then it's just all already it's just so fucking good. I he's my pick to win. Um, I hope he wins, um, but I guess I'd be ha- I'd be fine if anyone in this category won, because I like all three of the actors, all, all five of the actors, and I know you don't want Sasha to win, but if Sasha wins, he'll probably have a really good speech. So I mean, I while I hate Chicago Seven, I that would be the one that would piss me off the least, I guess. <laughs> and I don't even think Sasha is that great in the movie, but it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to like be upset if Sasha, Sasha wins because it's it's, it's so, Sasha. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I, 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 really do think it's Daniel. Like, I, 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 I have a hard I think it's, I think it's Daniel too, but I don't think we can rule out Sasha yet. Oh, I'm not ruling him out. I just, I think Daniel. If I, same thing, the gun to my head kind of thing. I think Daniel is even further along than like Maria, or like, um, even I would say like she has a better shot. Like, I think Daniel winning for best supporting is more likely, more locked than Francis winning for best actress. I would agree with that as well. Okay. So, um, but also snubs. I mean, we already kind of talked about everyone in One Night in Miami, but also Alan Kim is someone that like had like kind of a push for him for Minari these past few days. I didn't particularly expect it, but uh, he won the Golden Globe for uh, his performance, I think. And uh, right, yeah, he did. And um, I, I the little I, boy from Minari won the Golden Globe, didn't he? If, I mean, you're probably right. I just didn't. I guess I didn't really pay attention to the Golden Globes. <laughs> um, yeah, he won. I think he did. Yeah, he did. I remember he did. seeing that. Now, yeah, I wanted. But... To, well, I knew he won an award, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't mixing it up with like Critics' Choice or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, oh wait, no. He, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did mix it up. He. Oh okay. Oh no, no, I didn't. He he won <laughs> both. He won both. My Damn, bad. bro, he's racking in awards. Yeah, he. Um, so that that's why I was kind of like, I wonder if he's gonna get nominated. Because I didn't expect uh, Lakeith to get in for this. So I was like, there is one slot open. I was like, How, maybe old, is, how old is Alan Kim? 
eight or seven? Eight. He's gonna go. In, he's gonna go into like fourth grade with like big dick energy because he's got, he's got a golden globe. He yeah. He's eight years old. That's insane to me. What like what was I doing when I was eight? Like I was I was doing nothing. Like I'm literally. Can you imagine it. having a, won a golden globe when you're eight? Honestly, I I God I I can't imagine. Like imagine Dude, if he. That just means he's got so much longer to pee on it. You know. <laughs> like he's got way more time to pee on it. I I love uh, Alan Kim, great kid. Uh, did you see that thing on uh, with A24 where they um they got Ben Schwartz sent him a Sonic the Hedgehog voicemail? Yeah, I did see that. That was very cute. Very cute. Uh, I love the fact that Alan Kim's favorite movie is Sonic the Hedgehog. That's just it, that's great. I love that. Um, all right. So moving on to original screenplay, we have Judas and Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Charles Chicago Seven. Uh, anything jump out at you with that one? Um, it's cool to see Sound of Metal on here. Um, and it's cool to see Judas and the Black Messiah get in. Um, I think my pick, though, I don't know if it'll win. I think it could win. Uh, Promising Young Woman is probably my pick for the win, though, just because I'm kind of a promising... I, I've kind of come to realize I'm, I'm kind of a, a ride or die for Promising Young Woman. I really, really love that movie. Um, I'd be cool with that if it did. Um, I, ooh, I, I'm like, I'm looking at them now. I mean, honestly, I'd probably personally, oh, this is tough, actually. Like, I, if I'm just speaking from my personal preference, not even like a prediction, um, gee, I don't know what I want to win. Um, maybe, I guess maybe promising just because, like, I don't really have it for any other category that I, like, I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And it does have a pretty electrifying screenplay, so it's like... Yeah, well, do you think it could be one of those things where they're like, this is the well, this is the award they give to Promising Young Woman, like they don't, and it doesn't get anything else? I, I kind of think if Carrie doesn't win Best Actress, it gets nothing. Damn. I, I, I don't think it wins this. I think it's either. Um, Minari or. I, I mean, I think it's. I, th- I think Chicago Seven wins, honestly. That sucks though. That's not because that's not even his best screenplay. Hey, welcome to my world, buddy. Uh, this is what I've been preaching for the past <laughs> this past few months, man. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 no, I think it's I, I really do think it's Chicago Seven. Gun to my head, I guess. Uh, that might change when we do our official predictions. Who um, has a gun to your head right now, Adam? Are you okay? Uh, it's um, it's actually Zach. Zach Perry. Yeah, Zach yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's drunk, and you can't talk to him when he's drunk. So you just gotta you gotta play the game. Um, uh yeah no i think chicago seven is the uh yeah that wins what i want a sound of metal win for screenplay sound of metal will be really great um um also we didn't talk about it with director but i think darius martyr would have been a really good nomination for best director for sound of metal yeah yeah i agree it's a pretty um the presentation of the movie is one of the best parts of the film but going, I mean, if we're going to go back to screenplay, like, with Sound of Metal, like, this has been a screenplay that's been in development for a long time. Like, Derek Sandefrance from Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine, uh, he's a producer, and he wrote the screenplay way back when with him. Um, and uh, it would be kind of cool to see it win, because it's been a long time coming. Like, I've been reading up on Sound of Metal for, like, oh, God. I, I remember reading, like, as soon as Place Beyond the Pines came out, Derek Sandefrance was talking about, like, back when he was going to direct it, he was, like, talking so passionately he's like yeah it used to be called like metalhead i think it was called 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm doing this movie called Metalhead about like a drummer who busts his eardrums. And um, originally he was going to get an actual musician to do the role. But, uh, you know, of course, I went to Darius Martyr and then it went um, to Riz Ahmed. But like. Oh, uh, yeah. So is there like an alternate timeline where Eminem is in Sound of Metal? Oh, God. <laughs> God, I, I, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even put that in my head. I yeah, you're like okay, moving on to the next category. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to think ill of. Uh... <laughs> Have you seen that TikTok trend of like um, the Gen Z trying to cancel Eminem and the millennials are like rapping about it? Or I've I've only seen that they put uh, the end of Eight Mile. They just put um, the Tomato Town song over the. <laughs> <laughs> Tomato Town memes have a lot of... La- I'm surprised that I'm still laughing at Tomato Town memes. Forget it, Jake. It's Tomato it's Town. It's Tomato Town. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> or the one, the Hitler one, where he's like, he may have ten kills on the board, but Tomato Town will hold. And they're like, my Fuhrer. <laughs> That's a great one, too. <laughs> I <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, except you're going back for your guy in Tomato Town. Fucking, yeah, Anakin wiped out all of Tomato Town. <laughs> I killed them, and I dubbed on them, too. <laughs> I did. I flossed on them. <laughs> I hate I hate Tomato Town. I, no, I hate tomatoes. It's coarse, and the tomato sauce gets everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Is Tomato Town like the Tatooine of Fortnite? <laughs> Tomato Town? It's, yeah, no, because Tilted's gone, so they have to go somewhere else. Tomato Town. I know nothing about Fortnite, by the way. Yeah. Tomato Town's not even like a really big... Tomato Town's a pretty small area of the map, too, which is pretty funny. So I I bet it's like popping now, though. Like... Yeah, now everyone's at... Well, no, they wiped it out, didn't you hear? Oh, yeah, right, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's at the end of Revenge of the Sith when uh, Vader's asking about Padme, but it's instead it's like Vader asking about Tomato Town. It's like, and what about Tomato Town? And then the <laughs> Emperor's like, it seems as if in your anger you wiped it out. Man, <laughs> you need to cut this out of the pod and make that meme immediately after we're done recording. <laughs> yeah, like I have people on standby like waiting to post it. They're like, okay, go, go, go. Like. <laughs> Yeah, no, we tipped off a bunch of uh, inside. We have insider information. A bunch of people are investing in Adam now because they know that tweet's about to drop. I just got a tweet. I just got a text from Harvard asking if I wanted a scholarship. Actually, um, <laughs> um, I like how we went from original screenplay to Tomato Town memes. Tomato Town memes, yeah. Uh, well, I guess this is the worst transition ever, but I will say uh, if you want to talk about snubs. Again, not necessarily something that I personally want to get nominated, but uh, Mank is a little surprising. Uh, that seems like even more surefire than a director nom, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. The history of David Fincher's father's screenplay. Um, it's about screenplays. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's so much writing on the screenplay of Mank that I'm kind of surprised it didn't get a nomination. Yeah, that's a big... Uh, I actually didn't notice that that wasn't nominated until now. I would, I mean... I don't know. I think well, one. I thought Chicago. I, I I didn't realize Chicago Seven was not considered uh, adapted until the Golden Globes. Um, now I'm realizing. I I just can't believe that Mank isn't nominated. Actually, that's very surprising. I think it's much better screenplay than Trial of Chicago Seven. Um, I think I think it's a great script. I like Mank a lot. Um, I know <laughs> people don't like that movie, but I think that movie's dope. 
It's a uh, really good movie. I just, um, I, I, I personally wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not as hot on it as you are, but I'm also like not in the camp of Twitter that like hates it now for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a really good movie, but like, I also prefer other movies this year too. Yeah, if you hated Blatcher. Tenet, you hate Mank too. Uh, yeah, I don't make the rules. Sure. Um, and if yeah, you don't I, like the Last Jedi, you love Batman v Superman. It's, we don't make the rules, guys. This is not nothing to do with us. And weirdly enough, I'm a guy that likes both. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> um. Yeah, also, I would say, again, just like his directing, uh, but Defy Bloods, I, I didn't necessarily predict it, but it's still like a little bit sad to see it, because I think this is actually one of his like tighter screenplays in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I knew it wouldn't, but I thought A Dark Horse might be Palm Springs, because I sometimes it's like the same uh, with, uh, what do you call it, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, like director and Vinterbergen again. Like they always like to have like that wild card. Sometimes they have a wild card in original or adapted screenplay. Yeah, they and... like to they like to crack a comedy. Like Bridesmaids got nominated for best screenplay. Like they like to crack. I think so, if I recall correctly. But they like yeah. to kind of crack comedies into the screenplay category every once in a while. Well, and Palm Springs was like extremely uh, well reviewed and like. Uh, well received last year so i was kind of like i wonder if it'll get like the fifth like it's not gonna win by any means but like i kind of half was like eh, well maybe get a screenplay on uh but not nah, didn't get anything and it's it's upsetting because it's a great movie but uh again not entirely surprising and um soul i i think genuinely that really deserved a nomination um mm-hmm. that has like a really really complex and unique screenplay but that movie i've seen it like four times now and I think that movie, like, subverts my expectations so heavily of, like, what I thought it was going to do. Because I really <laughs> thought it was going to be, like, a gen- generic, like, live every day to, like, live your life to the fullest, like, movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is, but, like, it's not generic. Like, what it's saying is so much deeper than just, like, oh, appreciate your life. Like, it's, like, find passion and, like, love in areas that aren't a career path. Mm-hmm. and that's like something really cool to teach kids i think like, yeah, especially kids that are like going into school like that's really important as a 20 year old male i was like fuck you <laughs> yeah no literally like honestly i'm not even kidding like soul i i hate to say it but soul's part of the reason why i changed my major like i, <laughs> I was like damn maybe i don't need to pour my, my entire brother life. watched soul and changed his major too so <laughs> really yeah damn me and luke need to hang out we're uh luke are you a psychology major now? Yeah. You you wait a minute. What? <laughs> that is so. You and Luke quite literally do because that's he's a psychology major too. So you both need to hang out and talk about soul. <laughs> I love that. I yeah soul. I mean it's not the sole reason. Uh, no it's fine. I really didn't intend that. But uh, it's not the only reason why I didn't. But like or why I did. But uh, I won't lie. Like after I watched Soul, I was like. I really was like rethinking my life a little bit. I was like, you know what? Maybe my happiness doesn't depend on film. And maybe there isn't a job in film for me. Like I was just kind of like, damn, damn Daniel. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, that's, I mean, I knew it was kind of a dark horse pick because they, they love Chicago seven, but um, other than Chicago seven, like this is a pretty good lineup, I think. <laughs> yeah. Other than Chicago seven, pretty solid. That's like a, this is like our entire ride, this entire, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry for anyone that likes that movie. I'm by the way, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. I just don't like it. I, I like, I, I really, ugh, I'm not gonna talk about it. Um, okay, moving to adapted screenplay, we have Borat 2, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. Uh, first movie that we've talked about so far that I have not seen is The White Tiger. 
I have um, not seen White Tiger either. I've heard good things though. I've heard it's good. Yeah, I've heard it's I've heard it's great actually. I think Ava DuVernay has been a really big champion of it too. Yeah, I um I haven't seen it, but I like I said heard really good things. Um, added to my watch list, so I'll probably check it out before the Oscars happen. Mm-hmm. It's a Netflix original too, so it's pretty easy to watch. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I I know it's something. I know it's like takes place in india and it has something it's something about like a cab driver but i'm not completely sure exactly what it's about um yeah interesting that they got nominated so i can't talk about it too much because i haven't seen it um borat 2 is one that i think is interesting because we talked about it when we did our like our our fake noms a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and i was kind of like i don't know how much you could like dominate the screenplay because so much of it is like situational improv that it's kind of hard to like credit the dialogue or the characters Mm-hmm. in that movie um but i mean i'm not gonna complain like war i got a nomination that's cool to me and i think if maria doesn't win actress i think i think it'll win i think it'll win this award actually um because is that your just, prediction i think borat 2 is my official prediction for adapted screenplay because i'll keep that uh through the um keep that to the when we make our official predictions but i just i think borat i don't know but i mean it just feels like I don't know. I think they just want to give it to. I think it would just be so cool if Borat two won an Oscar. <laughs> um, I think no. I, I think that's really. Um, I mean, I would love it. I don't. I don't have as much enthusiasm about it as you do. Like, not so much about personal taste, but like uh, belief in like what the Academy will or won't do. Um, I think the father has a pretty good shot. Um, I don't know. I. They love those contained movies. You know, like one location kind of movies. So I could, I could see the father getting it. One Night in Miami is also exactly in that category. Uh, and also that might be the, what we were talking about, like how they make up for a lack of other nominations. Yeah. I could see it. Um, would Regina be on stage for that? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think she had anything to do with the screenplay. I didn't, I didn't know. Um, well, I don't know. So maybe One Night in Miami. Um, Nomadland seems very safe and obvious, but I could see it happening just because it's the Oscars. Um, I just think Borat 2 is just like that's it like that's the pick you know I mean I if I did like pick one that I would love to see one it would be Borat 2 because um, then that's you, Sasha gets his Oscar and then they're and then they're they're also like hip you know if I could like if we could have that where it's like um, he doesn't win Chicago 7 but he wins original or uh, adapted screenplay um, for Borat and that's how I see him on stage that night Mm-hmm. That would be perfect. If he came out in character as Borat, that would be, oh, that would be great. Um, yeah, well, I still think that I think I mean I know I'm a, I'm a pretty big Borat stan of the first film. I think is like one of the greatest movies of all time, uh, and I think that I think that I mean it's it, but even the Academy could see that it was I mean it got it was nominated for best uh, screenplay back in the day as well. So this is their chance to to undo their their wrongs. No, I mean, I would be cool with it. I just don't have as much faith as you do, I guess, that they will. Um, uh, I, I honestly don't... I can't predict for this one. Because I, I, I honestly think Borat is only a little bit below the other ones, but I think The Father, Nomadland, and One Night in Miami genuinely all have equal chance. Um, but this is also me not really reading into the award circuit yet. I haven't like fully dived into it, so when I study more and I like look into the, the, the polls and stuff, I'll like I'll have a better grasp on it. But um, as of now, I don't have a prediction. So uh, tune back in in a few weeks to hear our actual predictions. 
I'm sticking um, with Borat. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, hey, you're gonna sound really smart if, uh, if that ends up happening. Um, all right. And then snubs. I mean, again, I I don't really care, but Ma Rainey, I kind of thought would get in over the White Tiger, um, just because it's August Wilson and uh, it seemed like a very prevalent Oscar movie this year, so I kind of thought it would get in. Uh, News of the World is what seemed to be an Oscar favorite at a certain point in time. Just got very little nominations today. Um, and you know what? I threw in I'm thinking of ending things because I know Joey is, uh, uh, I mean, he's already talked about it plenty, but like that's, but also me, I kind of thought if, if it's going to get any nominations, they might give it the mm. fifth slot, uh, to be like the, the dark horse of the bunch. And that's like their one way of acknowledging it, but they didn't even do that. Like, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, th- I'm a little mad about that. Cause I mean, they fucking, are you telling me that Anomalisa is a more, uh, palatable oscar film than this movie like you so anomalisa this the puppet sex movie you can nominate but you can't nominate the the car the people in the car movie like what the fuck is up with that i'm i just i don't think that i just don't they just don't like it i don't get it um yeah i don't i don't know what to say man um uh i i mean i think this is a pretty cool uh cool lineup for the most part um yeah i, I obviously would have switched i'm thinking of any things with pretty much any of these but uh it's also it's the oscar like it's like it's chinatown like it's it's the oscars yeah like, forget, forget it, it jake it's the oscars yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so, i mean any final thoughts um i mean i just uh, i'm gonna ride or die for borat uh borat 2 i think you know fuck i mean are you really gonna sit here and try and tell me that the, the departed was a better script than borat you know so let's let's retroactively undo our. I'm just kidding. I love the part of, but I let's retroactively undo our wrongs and give Borat an Oscar. Hey, also, Doctor Melfi, you're telling me that I'm thinking <laughs> things isn't 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 worthy of a adapted screenplay nomination? That just doesn't make any sense to me, Doctor Melfi. We we're not going to get stop this. Yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> I like how we both stopped ourselves. We like indulged a little bit, but we couldn't. We're not going to let it go all the way again. Because I half committed to the voice, and then I started to do the voice in full, and I was like, done. Nope, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like that uh, we're showing, we're getting character development out of Joey, because a year yeah. ago, he would have absolutely done it. Um, <laughs> uh, so next, we're going to move on to original score, where we have uh, Defy Bloods, Mink, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. Um I think this is a pretty darn good lineup. Um, I don't really think News of the World has a great score, um, but like it's it's fine enough that I can't be upset. Like I mean, honestly, every year at the Oscars has a score where it's like, okay, that's good, but it's an Oscar pick, you know. Um, uh, I think I don't know what wins this. I think um, Mank Soul has it. I, I hope so. I didn't want to, because that's what I want to win. I didn't want to project my own feelings into it too much. But do you think it actually has like a legit shot? I think Soul is really the only, because I think, well, Defy Bloods doesn't have uh, any hype behind it anymore. I think yeah. Mank will probably be awarded a lot more technical awards and maybe a couple of the major awards. News of the World, nobody gives a shit about. And Minari, um, excellent score. I think Minari is probably the only one that could go toe to toe with it, but I think Soul has. I just think Soul is. I mean, it, it's 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 uh, Reznor and Ross. So I think, and it, it's it's they love to do that shit where it's like the people are nominated twice. So it's like the, I mean, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are nominated twice in this category. So statistically, they're gonna win. Just 
Uh, but Statistically. I, I, statistics aside, and like my dumb idiot <laughs> math brain aside, I think it's. I still think Soul has it. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Um, I you, you talked me into it because I thought I was projecting my own feelings into it too much, but you explained it pretty well. Um, yeah, I think Soul will win, and I think it should win because uh, that. It, for anyone that's seen that movie, that has an incredible, incredible score. Like, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely beautiful score. Uh, but also, like, very uh, experimental for a Pixar movie, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, really fucking cool score. So, um, the only one that I put under snubs was Tenet. I didn't think it would, but um, Ludwig did an amazing job with Tenet's score. Uh, and I thought if we were going to get anything from Tenet, it would be in technical categories. And I was kind of crossed my fingers a little bit today watching the live stream. And, uh, of course, it didn't get in, but um, I remember when we first saw Tenet, we were both, like, praising the score. We were like, oh, shit. Like, this is, it's like, it's just as good as Zimmer, honestly. Mm-hmm. If yeah. not better. Honestly, I, I kind of prefer this to, like, the, uh, the only one that I would say is better is, like, Interstellar. Because, like, if you, I watched mm-hmm. it again recently, and, like, that docking sequence in Interstellar, and the, the yeah. score, that is, like, oh, God. It's amazing. But, like, I like the score of this even better than, like, Dunkirk. Yeah, I liked it more than Dunkirk's, and I think it's on par with uh, Inception as well. I agree with you, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's actually a legit snub. Like, it, it, like no matter how you feel about Tenet, I know it's kind of a device, divisive movie, but, like... For no uh, reason. Pretty much, you know, it's just it's a cool movie, guys. So it's a popular movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, anyone can... Can we all agree that Ludwig did a really great job with the score? Like, can we at least yeah, agree with Ludwig that? Yeah, Ludwig, too. Like, it's... I mean, he's the guy right now he has a very cool career i like that he's gone from like doing sit he was like he was ryan coogler's roommate in college and then he went on to doing scoring like sitcoms like community and new girl and then he elevated to like doing um uh yeah and then like he did black panther uh the mandalorian and now he's doing uh tenet like, yeah, he's just like a rock star, man. He's like what, a guy right now. What a really cool career. And mm-hmm. honestly, I've seen a lot of interviews with him. He, he's what a humble guy, too, you know? I so, mean, like, I still think he didn't deserve... I mean, Black Panther's score is not as good as If Beale Street Could Talk's score. But other than that, cool guy. I mean, but I can't blame him too much, you know? Like, it's not like he... Yeah, it's not he, he didn't steal the Oscar. Yeah, no, he, he he's he's a cool guy. I I, I really wish he got it for... I mean, I, mean, I know he's probably... The, if you make the beat for Redbone, you can do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. And uh, this is America. Shout out to Ludwig. We're, you're a friend of the pod, an honorary friend of the pod. Uh, we love you, buddy. Yeah. Even though um, I was just kind of talking shit about you, I love you. Yeah. Joey has that tendency. Um, mm-hmm. um, so moving on to uh, best cinematography, we have Juice and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomad Land, and... Chicago 7. Look, I I've been trying really hard to not have too much Chicago 7 slander tonight cuz I know it's getting repetitive, I know. But can you can, can I just indulge just this one time? Just this just one time. I just want to tell the listeners that in the notes Adam sent <laughs> he has Trial of Chicago 7 dash in all caps fuck off. <laughs> um I I completely agree with you about this one, so I'll let you go off about it. It's just I don't have any like I don't have like a lot of like insight. It's just 
this movie like it doesn't even look good it just looks like a it looks like a tv movie like it like it has like you're telling me this has the best some of the best cinematography of the year like really yeah really? i i don't understand especially like minari is right there like what are you doing man are minari tenet first cow i'm thinking of ending things even um, like promising young woman, even fucking uh, even the father, which takes even place in, like, sound a of metal is better shot. I don't understand. I did this is I, I I I don't dislike Chicago Seven as much as Adam does. I think it's a fine film, but none I, at no point during the movies did I think this was well shot. Like it, I, that was none of the thing that thought never crossed my mind. If anything, I would go as far to say it's poorly shot. <laughs> like I would say, the, this the lighting, the uh, it, it looks bland. It looks ugly. I, like, I would you know say those... it looks I think every scene looks like foggy. Like it looks like they like it's like really foggy in the room. Like they're like it's like someone smoking a cigarette or something. Well, you you know that um YouTube video about like why do Marvel movies look like look like cement or something? Like yeah. that's this, like this looks exactly like a Marvel movie. Like uh like it looks like Civil War. <laughs> like it looks ugly. yeah it does it does yeah. it's like I. So like anyone that was like talking shit about like Marvel cinematography, you can't you can't not also talk to about Chicago Seven, okay? Because like this you movie looks. That. Like... <laughs> <laughs> now, just like put that dialogue, but also me like painting Joker makeup, and I'm talking to myself in the mirror. Like you can't talk shit about Marvel, but you're like. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We're gonna make. I'm gonna make a. We should make a Joker movie, but it's it's you going insane over Chicago Seven. <laughs> Just like in the uh, the award season, yeah. like just like in its awards pursuits, yeah. I um, God, I, and again, I'm, I've been trying to tone it down tonight because I know it's getting repetitive. I know, but like, really, cinematography, really, like really, really. Uh, okay, cool. No, cool. No, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. No, no like if, if you guys think, if you guys really think, no, like if you really think that it's better. <laughs> like first cow or minari tenant you know Shh, go for it go for it In, indulge yourselves please but that being said it has no chance of winning right uh i i would be uh, i would be baffled if i think nomadland pretty much has it but I, or mag depending on how they're feeling but um i'm gonna throw it out there if by some uh, by, by some way in hell Chicago Seven wins cinematography. I I vow to not watch the Oscars next year. I wouldn't say. I think it's it's not quite as bad as Bohemian Rhapsody winning best editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's in the same. It's like cut from the same cloth, you know. Right. Yeah. No. I um. Yeah. It's just stupid. I don't know. Um. I think I, I agree with you about Nomadland and Mank. I think those are the two frontrunners. Um, I don't think Judas or News of the World have much of a chance. Um, uh, I'll, I'll give News of the World like a 1%, because I can see that being like a what-the-fuck kind of win. Like, like okay, like the Tom Hanks Cowboy movie one. Because there are some shots in News of the World where I'm like, okay, that's like it has good cinematography. Like, that was one of my takeaways from the movie. Because if, you, if you've seen a Paul Greengrass movie before, they are pretty well shot, all of them. Mm-hmm. But to say that, but even that being said, like when I say one person, that's just me having like a little disclaimer. I think Mank and Nomadland, like both of those movies, they have exquisite cinematography. Like to say that either of those two are not like going to win, you'd have to get me hammered to accept that. Because, yeah. Like that is, uh, you, you got to give me Zach Perry level hammered to like mm-hmm. accept that because yeah. 
That, that's just unacceptable. Especially, I, I mean, for me personally, um, I think Nomadland should win because the cinematography in that is unreal. But also Mank, like the way it operates like a like an old-timey film. Uh, that's very much in credit to the cinematography. So, like... <laughs> Also, um, notice, notable snub, Spike is nowhere to be seen on any of these nominations. Yeah, like, didn't you guys see the scene where it turned into a storyboard for five seconds? Like, <laughs> Yeah, don't you, didn't you guys see the, the scene where we forgot to edit the um, transition bar out? Yeah, I, it's great shit, man. Uh, I, I can't believe it's on my IMDb page. Like, mm-hmm. uh, especially now that I'm switching majors, I love that this is my only hurrah. Yeah, this is your only fraud. You did one, you executive produced one movie and then gave up on filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, it's, that is kind of a funny statistic, isn't it? Like, people can go look at my, like, I, like people from high school were like, Are, oh, did he ever make in the film industry? Let's look him up. Oh, he made one short film in 2020 during a pandemic and then he quit. <laughs> like, wow, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, let's watch it. And they're like, oh, we see why he quit now. <laughs> I do want to say, I got a girl to watch Spike uh, the other day. What'd she think of it? She thought it was hilarious. She also then she went on to watch the Wild Boys after that. Oh, did she like Wild Boys? She actually liked it more. Yeah. Wow, that's a, I actually yeah no, uh, Wild Boys is fun. That and then I, but I think Promiscuity in its finest is the better is the best film we've made. But that's not my movie, so. <laughs> Damn, Joey. That's um, my brothers. Uh yeah, shout out to Luke, uh, friend of the pod. Um, yeah, brother of the pod. Brother of the pod. Brother bear of the pod. Um, all right. So moving on to best documentary, we have uh, five movies that I have not seen: uh, Time, Collective, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Crip Cramp. Uh, Crip, Crip. Oh, I put Crip Cramp, but I didn't mean mm-hmm. to say that. So I, I'm like Ron Burgundy. I read anything that's on the teleprompter. Um, Earlier, you wrote One Night in Minari. I didn't say anything about it, but oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, in um adapted screenplay. Uh, yeah, I had a long day at work today, so I was kind of, like, going back and forth between the New York Times article about this and, like, on, on the notes page. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Crip Camp. Um, have you seen any of these five movies? No, I've heard, I've only <laughs> heard of Time and Crip Camp. I hear Time is incredible, I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Yeah, I've also heard very good things about Time. Uh, also, I've not seen it. Um, my mom saw My Octopus Teacher. Shout out to gina she's gonna be our oscar insider tonight um she she says uh, my octopus teacher is uh incredible and she made like she was in the living room with me and she like forced me to add it to my netflix queue so thanks to her (laughs) and that's before today so like she she steered me in the direction of an oscar nominee apparently um honestly i have it's kind of hard to talk about them because we haven't seen the movies but we can talk about what did they make the cut yeah, this is what's the most interesting thing about the documentary category is they didn't nominate pretty much every movie we expect them to nominate. What is it with the? I feel like documentary for years now has had like a lot of snubs. Like yeah, um, I mean, "Won't You Be My Neighbor" is the most egregious one, I believe. But like, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, come on, this year, Boy State, really? No, yeah, not? come on, man. Dick Johnson's nowhere. Uh, is MLK running this year or next year? That 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 was on the short list for this year, but it got mm-hmm. um. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, Johan's been ride or die for that City Hall documentary as well. I don't know if that had any buzz, but I just um, wanted to say Johan's name. Is City Hall this year? Uh, 
I think I'm, I'm not sure. I've actually known nothing about the movie. Because <laughs> um, City Hall was at Sundance this year. So I, I don't know if it was oh, eligible. Oh, was it? Okay, it's probably next year then. Yeah. But MLK uh, FBI is still uh, no, a pretty notable snub as well. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't. My bad. City Hall was not a... I was getting mixed up with Philly DA, another movie that Johan really liked, but yeah. uh, I got mixed up. City Hall was a TIFF last year, so it was eligible. Um, but also, like, um, I mean, yeah, obviously, Boy State and Dick Johnson. Huge snubs. Like, two near-perfect movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but also, I would say 76 Days, a movie that's really good. Um not even like a personal thing for me, but I, um, I, I can't remember who the distributor is, whoever got it, because I saw a free distributor. Um, but like whoever got it, they've been pushing it really hard. Like I've seen like a lot of TV spots for 76 days. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing a free trial for Paramount Plus right now. It's on Paramount Plus. Um, and, and they have a like big like when you first open the app, like watch 76 days, like golden globe nominee blah 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 like uh like it's about in case you don't know what it's about it's about like a uh it's the nurses and uh, medical staff in wuhan china dealing with the pandemic and how the media is kind of like swaying stuff and like a camera crew that gets access to the height of covid uh during in wuhan and it's an intense documentary it's really well done and i thought if you wanted to stay relevant you really would have nominated that movie but um mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, like I said, Boy Street, Dick, Dick Johnson, and 76 Days are three that I really thought had it in the bag. And honestly, I thought Boy State would win. Yeah, Boy State, uh, I, Boy State was my, I, I thought Boy State, I was like, oh, easy, Boy State's a win. Like, Boy, Boy State's just an immediate win. And I'll just, I, I'll, I love Boy State, and a little part of me will feel sad for Dick Johnson, but now here I am feeling sad for both of them. Um, I, I would say the one that's going to win is probably Time, just because that's yeah. like the most positive about um, I, well, I, I think I think actually does I think Barack Obama is an executive producer on Crip Camp if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is he? Yeah, so that might also have a little bit of a of a push. I have like I've had one friend, literally one friend that told me Crip Camp is like a really good movie, and I and I believe him. He, he has good taste, but like um, I just haven't seen it yet. So uh, I'll I'll probably watch both before the Oscars, and also my octopus teacher due to my mom because she has good taste too. Yeah, Barack to... Obama and Michelle Obama are executive producers on the movie. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I, I still think Time wins, but Crip Camp does have cl- Obama clout now, I guess. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a weird thing to have, Obama clout. Um, <laughs> um, all right. If, so, if, well, because if Time wins, the director's getting drone striked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, Dude, he did that. We 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 were we were we were doing so good. <laughs> I get one a season. <laughs> the thing is, I'm 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 too tired to. I'm not even gonna edit it. Uh, you, you know what? Usually I can save your ass, Joey. But whoever gets offended by this one, I'll let them come for the you. Joke is not. I, I the joke is, is is a jab at Obama. Just so it's in the right place. But sorry, liberals. <laughs> I I don't even know what to say to you. Um, okay. I'm not happy about it. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a cool nice guy. <laughs> I mean the thing the difference between me and you is we <laughs> I, I <laughs> is I live in fear. <laughs> I also hate uh, I I'm I'm a leftist who who hates liberal policies and liberal uh, uh, shit libs as we like to say. But that being said. 
I would not go on air and make drone strike jokes on pod. Uh, that's the difference between me and you. But you know what? You you live. Your, that's a great thing about individuality, buddy. Is that you can make your jokes. That's the and, thing. I think that's the thing about Adam and I is that I'm an idiot and he's not. I think that's like that's like the <laughs> dynamic we have. Got. This is literally nice guys. <laughs> for someone, Joey, for someone that talks about being canceled so much and the fear of it, you sure do say a lot of things that can get you canceled. It's uh, what's the Twin Peaks quote where he's like, and you shouldn't run from the darkness. Uh, it, no, fear of the darkness is to invite it into your life. So I just have to live the best way I know how, you know. I heard the drone strike jokes you like are coming back in style. Yeah, the drone strike jokes I like are coming back in style. He made it. Obama made a drone strike joke, so I can make a drone strike. He joke. He did. I do remember that about. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it about, like, Sasha Malia dating or something? Yeah, it was about... He made it at the White House Correspondents' Dinner to rupturous laughter, so... God, what a dark era of time. Yeah, dude. <sighs> now All we right. got That's why I'm not editing it out. I'll let the viewers or listeners decide how they feel about it. Um, all right, so moving on to uh, the last it's category. Like Wall Street. It's like, you're not going to draw the line for the audience. They have to decide for themselves. <laughs> No, I'm like talking to the audience. Was any of this legal? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh. All right. All right. Let's get let's, let's get back to fuck town. All right. Uh, all right. For the final category of the night. Fuck town just got drone striked. We gotta go into tomato town now. Every time I try to move forward, I look at, buddy, we have one category left. Can we just? Yeah, we got one category left. We're about, we're about to hit two hours. I could, I should just shut up. <laughs> I mean, damn, dude. <laughs> like we were, we were doing. It's like we were doing so good. <laughs> we, we, we were so close. We only had one Tony Soprano impression, uh, but now we just couldn't do it. Um. Okay, so. In the category uh, Best Animated Feature, we have Soul, Over the Moon, Onward, Shaun the Sheep, and Wolf Walkers. Um, this is a pretty anticlimactic way to end the night. Pretty, pretty. I mean, pretty definite lock on Shaun the Sheep, right? Um, I was going to go with Over the Moon, personally. Yeah. I actually, I do have to say, I uh, avid viewer of the pod, Christina Torres, is is a very uh, big over the moon stand. She very much wants us to watch it, so I, I'll I will have to view that film. I haven't seen it yet. But. Christina Torres says that. Um, uh, then I will check it out if mm-hmm. she's a uh, because uh, I value what our listeners say and mm-hmm. uh, think. Um, yeah, no, I'll check it out. Um, I didn't mean to talk to you about over the moon. I just uh, I also don't think it has a chance to win. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not gonna. I mean, it's all was winning the award, but <laughs> yeah. Um, there like there's literally zero. Like it's there. There's no. There's nothing in question, right? Like it's 100 mm-hmm. percent lock. I think the box trolls is probably the only thing that could beat it. The box trolls. Yeah, I um. Which is weird because I saw that movie in high school, so it's weird that's bouncing back like that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that it's gonna win this year. It's really weird that Surf's Up got a nomination this year. Yeah, I'm surprised, and I mean. I didn't expect Ace Ventura Pet Detective to be in this category either. But. Not even the, it's funny, not even the Jim Carrey one, the third movie with his son in it. <laughs> yeah, and then the animated spinoff series is nominated too. And it's also where the Rango got in uh, for best documentary short subject. 
And I think it'll win too. I think it's got a lot of hype behind it. I've heard I've heard many good things. Yeah. Um still waiting for the Verbinski cut. <laughs> yeah, give us the Verbinski cut of Cure for Wellness. <laughs> I watched Drango again the other night, based dude, and I forgot to tell you, uh that shit still slaps. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean really I joke movie. about that movie so much you'd think I'd give it a rewatch. I love how big his eyes are, but how little he squints them. Like, it's so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good movie. I like that movie. Um, he saves the town with one bullet, and that's the cool... I remember the when I was a kid, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but it's it's not about the fact that you can fire the gun. It's the fact that you have a gun, and people are like... They, they believe you can wield it. Like, it's not even about firing it. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, it's, it's a it's a cool ass movie. There's an entire scene in that movie where they're they're on top of bats and uh, there's a carriage chase and there's a dude with a rattling gun and it's 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 really fucking cool. That's a good movie. Um, readily available on Netflix if anyone has not seen Rango. Uh, I own it on Blu-ray if you want to borrow it. Yeah, that too. So go to Joey's house and uh, sneak into his window and hold him hostage until he lets you have his copy of Rango. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you immediately. <laughs> I mean, do you have anything else to talk about? I think we uh we need to stop bullshitting. We uh we're hitting two hours now. We gotta yeah. We gotta no, I don't. Know. I I think we got through it all. Uh, pretty solid year for nominations. Some some very bad snubs. Uh, some very uh puzzling. I I really think the Chicago Seven cinematography nom is kind of insane. Uh, it's I it's it's not as bad. I already said it. It's not as bad as Bohemian Rhapsody for editing, but it's in the same. It, they they're they're roommates. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and they were roommates. Shout to that fine. Um, uh, no, I agree, man. Um, yeah, Chicago 7 uh, got way more nominations than it deserved. And uh, shout out to Delroy Lindo, always. You uh, you got a nomination here on the AOK pod, for what it's worth. Um, yeah, so. it, ain't, it ain't no thing, blood. Um, also, I do have to, I mean, Chadwick's nominated, but uh, his performance in Defy Bloods is also excellent. Yes. Um, so I would say better than and than his performance in Moraney, um, but he's excellent in as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but otherwise, I less complaints than expected from me. Um, I was honestly, much more angry last year at the nominations. I agree. Um, and also, after the Green Book year and Vice and Bohemian Rhapsody, it's crazy to me that was all one year. Um, oh, yeah, that's crazy. Bohemian Rhapsody and Vice were the same year. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, God, I mean, I can't believe Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody, and, like, all, like, one year, one category. Like, that's insane to me, in retrospect. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when you had so many cool movies on that category, too, like Star is Born, Roma, Favorite, Mm -hmm. Black Panther. Yeah, Roma was right fucking there, man. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, Anyways, Joey, it's been a pleasure, buddy. Mm -hmm. It's been an honor, Adam. We made it through. I I was problematic. You know, we get through it. In many ways, you're just like Eminem. People are trying to cancel you, but... Uh, yeah, Gen Z keeps trying to cancel this podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, no, I'll tell you off pod. I had something to say, but I, I don't want to say it on pod. Um, something okay. serious. Just It's actually like a it's a neck and inside thing. Um, uh, yeah, no, we only have like probably two more episodes of award season left. Like we have, uh, we're going to do our predictions episode where we fill out a ballot live on pod. And uh, we're going to hold each other to that ballot. Um, and then also, um, well, we're going to be doing our live post-reaction pod um, come, what is it, last week of April, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So so yeah, come to uh yeah, you can turn into that whenever it happens. Uh, I mean, we're already like midway through March now, so uh, before you know, we'll be both vaccinated and uh, celebrating the Oscars next month. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be great. I have to get my vaccine secret, so it'll be great. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. So Joey, where can everyone find you online? You can find me at Joseph underscore Salmoni on most platforms. And if I offended you this episode, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, and if I offended you, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's the, Bo, it's the Bo Burnham trick where he's like, I apologize immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler, letterbox Adam not Sandler. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, also, my other podcast, Only Old Canon. Um, and also, I've been on a lot of uh, my friends' podcasts recently. We we were both on Doc Plus Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was on a podcast called Double Edge, Double Bill. Um, and also, I'm going to be on uh, uh, Sean's podcast, Friend of the Pod, Sean, uh, Seltzercast this week. So, uh, and were, on... you, were you on the Dadcast, or were they on your podcast? The Oh, uh, Dan in real life cast or whatever. Dan in real life. Yeah. Uh, Nick, friend of the pod, Nick Bem. Uh, he was on Zelino Cannon talking Dan in real life with us. Um, so I don't know if I can legally come on Dan in real life. Cause his entire pod is about you having not seen Dan in real life. And he explains the plot to you, <laughs> which I think is a very funny, uh, idea for a pod. Uh, but now that I've seen it, I don't know if I qualify anymore now that he's come on my pod for it. And is um, the Dadcast a podcast that exists in our? Yes, okay, also so another, also <laughs> friend of the pod, Jillian Oakley. Uh, she's been a good supporter of us, but uh, uh, she runs Dadcast. I don't know the last time they produced an app, but that was definitely something she did at some point. Um, the next they talk we're, about, our the next episode of the we're gonna just steal her podcast. We're gonna do the Dadcast next episode, so um, yeah. look forward to that, guys. Literally, can you ever forgive me? But podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can only speak in movie references at this point, I guess. Um, uh, all right. Well, you want to close this up, Joey? All right, gamers. We find ourselves again at the end on the precipice of something bigger than the both. I was going to do the – I don't know the whole speech, but I was going to do the Palm Springs speech. But we found ourselves at the end of another episode of the Aggressively OK podcast, and I leave you with this final thought – these lives we live, these lives we live are not our own, for we live them for others. <laughs> keep on smiling, keep on dancing, and keep on blogging with that dog. Wait, can I, I say one something? Can yeah. I say one thing before you uh, end the recording? Mm-hmm. Why is it that when I say peacock, no one bats an eye, but when I say poopcock, everybody loses their minds? Good night, gamers. <laughs> Thank you.